just so everybody knows, I, I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> I'm at the LAX airport, just getting ready to board the flight to go back home to Florida and um, want to share my experience of going through LA and getting to the airport. I had to return the car, the rental car, uh, full on gas. We're going to stop it there. I'm just going to get the cat out of the bag and make sure that all technicals are running. I've shaved my beard. <laughs> if people thought I looked crazy before, I mean, you'll tell me. Yes or no, do I look crazier now? Do I look younger now? Or ironically enough, do I look older? Before we get going, because I had to reinstall my camera because my sister-in-law is staying with us and my office has been tinkered with. I had to get things back in order. Beard looks better. Let, we're gonna do a poll after I make sure that everything is running smoothly here. Uh, let me see here. Are we currently live on the Rumbles? Yes, we are. Very nice. Very nice. Let me see. Are we live on the locals? Late. That means I'm live on locals. Okay. Um, what are the other stand? And the mic is working. Everything's good, people. My, 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 I was talking with my dad yesterday after the RNC debate, and he's like, uh, after saying, you've been screaming too much, David. When, why are you screaming? When are you going to get a producer to make sure your mic is working? Okay, it's all working. Looks good here. Whatever makes you happy, oh, then I'm definitely not doing this again for a while. I've got to address it. I'm not fishing for compliments, and there's no but to that. There's no amount of compliments that anybody can give me right now that's not going to make me feel any less like a horse's ass, literally. I made the joke, like, my face is as smooth as a baby's butt, but it just looks like an ass. Okay, okay. And I feel tired. Look at this. Like, it's supposed to make you look young. It's not supposed to highlight your scowl jowls. Plus, it's like I'm not as tan underneath, which was the reason for doing it. I wanted to exfoliate the skin. It's been about a year since I've shaved it off entirely. Exfoliate, get a little tan. <sighs> so hold on a second. Actually, we're going to do this. I, I, haven't, I, haven't done, I haven't done a poll in a very long time. We go here. We're going to do add a poll. Start a poll. Um, ha oh, so I go beard or no beard. And we'll do beard, and we'll do no beard. And I think it's gonna be a, a hands down, unequivocal, unanimous, resounding result. I don't wanna spoil it, I don't wanna taint the results, but the poll is on, on YouTube, and then we're gonna end that poll, end it on YouTube, and go over to Rumble. Good Friday, everybody. I have been traveling again this week. I hate traveling, I hate it. And this was the most pleasant travel experience I've ever had. I didn't have the travel anxiety once I got on the plane that I typically have. I didn't, it's not that I didn't miss my family. It's that I felt like I was with family when I got to the hotel and there were other rumblers there. Uh, the CEO was there, Matt Kors was there, Barnes met up on Wednesday. I saw Dave Rubin. It felt like I was with family and therefore not necessarily away from family. I flew JetBlue, hashtag not the sponsor of today, there is no sponsor for today. JetBlue's damn good. I mean, that, that's the best flying experience I've had. Um, I say ever, I've never flown first class, but Spirit Air, not bad, cheap, but not bad, but they charge you for water. That's inexcusable. Uh, what was the last, I flew United, it was decent. JetBlue, new plane. Everybody has a nice touchscreen television. You can watch movies. I'll save my movie reviews for the locals part afterwards. Uh, everyone's got their own private screen. 
Uh, a couple of problems with the screens. Anybody who's flown JetBlue will know. Um, my fat fingers don't work very well on those touch screens. And you have your little knob on your elbow rest. And you invariably rub over the brightness and the volume with your elbow. So it screws it up all the time. That's, that's a fair point, which is why I say I should not have a problem with feeling ugly. Forget it. It is all skin deep. Vanity. Viva is thy name. Oh, I, I hope you're being sarcastic. I think you're being lovingly sarcastic. Um, so it was a good trip. I was in LA, uh, or it was um, wherever the Reagan Museum is. Agoura Hills? Not Laguna Hills. Agoura Hills. And it was a fun time. We're going to talk about it. But bringing it back to the intro here. Hold on one second. There's a dog barking. Here, hold on. Oh, yeah, we got uh, naked, naked Viva and naked Winnie. Yes. Why do you always do that? It's actually quite amazing. Okay, he's down. <laughs> um, yeah, now I really, let's do like side-by-side -side comparison. So this, I, I documented my experience getting out of LA. It was literally escape from LA. Driving down from Agoura Hills, it takes you through Malibu. Um, beautiful place, although the gas was $6.99 a gallon there. And then you have to drive back to LA, get on LAX, return the rental car to, um, who was it? Fox, whatever. You have to leave the, the, the car full. You have to bring it back full and you don't want to fill up too far away, but I don't think it would have made a difference where I filled up anywhere within the vicinity of downtown LA. I get to a gas station and I pull up in the rental car and I can't open the stupid thing on the gas cap not the gas cap but the metal protector can't open it and i don't know how to open it and i'm sitting there pushing looking in the car and i don't see jack squat i'm a little neurotic and nervous to begin with as i'm doing this i i swear to you i see it's not for fear of strangers and it's a non-judge it's, it's it's judgmental but not in the way you're thinking like this city is a failed city and this is the way it's judgmental as i'm doing this i just see um people who are homeless and clearly unwell mentally unwell on drugs approaching and i'm just trying to fill up the damn thing with gas so i can get the hell out of there i see one homeless person go into the garbage right next to the car fishing for food in the garbage pulls out a mcdonald's bag looking for food uh, I, I i ultimately can't open the gas cap so i get back in the car and drive away uh, drive like into the other side of the gas station look on the internet youtube how do you open a gas cap of a it was a camry and i find it it's an unmarked black button that's under the seat then I fill up the car and I see another uh, homeless person who's clearly unwell and clearly on drugs comes up to me and asks me if I want to buy her scarf. And it's like, it, it's the saddest thing on earth. It, it, I don't, she doesn't need the scarf. She doesn't need to sell the scarf. She just needs money. I, I presume to feed whatever drug habit she has, she has been afflicted by, captured by. And I, I who has cash anyhow, as if that's going to solve anybody's problems. N nobody carries cash with them anymore. I've got nothing, so I say, sorry, and I get into the car. There's another homeless guy, like a zombie, just slumped over. And I'm like, this is, this is hell on earth. This is not the way humans are supposed to live. They're not, it's not the way humans are supposed to be seen. And there's no, there's, no, there's no thought of me taking out my camera so I you know, show how bad the streets of LA are. Other people will do that. I, 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 I would feel 
ashamed of myself if I were to do that because it's, it's just not how humans are meant to be seen. And as I'm driving away from the gas station to get to the, the, the car rental, I see a six foot tall guy running naked through the streets, tweaked out of his mind, butt naked, no socks, nothing. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I've been here for five bloody minutes. Then, I try, then, I'm, then I'm like, I'm just, I'm freaking out. I'm just trying to get to the bloody car rental. And some dude honks at me because he thinks I'd be cut me off. And like, people are living under absolute insane stress, living under these conditions. It's inhumane uh, to a point you can't possibly understand until you've seen it. Watching the videos of San Francisco, San Diego, it doesn't do it justice until such time as you're captured in that environment. And it's just, it's just devastatingly sad. I don't want to, I don't know, who do I blame it on? Gavin Newsom, he's the governor of California, the, the mayor or whoever it is, the, the mayor of LA. Who do you, hey, pass the buck somewhere else. Yeah, I know you got Governor Newsom doing an international, not an international, doing a national uh, tour, shitting on Florida, shitting on all these other states. Oh, well, the gun crime is very bad in all of these red states. Yeah, that's good, Gavin. But it's in blue cities in the red states. So if that's the distinction, let's follow it to the end. Um, and then meanwhile, I mean, th this is a, it's a drug-induced crisis. It's a, I don't know if it's opioid, fentanyl, whatever it is. It's a mental illness crisis, and it's a drug crisis. And those things overlap because drugs cause mental illness, and mental illness uh, leads to not proclivities, but rather, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, propensities for drugs, for self-medication, and, and, and those types of, of uh, downward spirals. It, it, going through L.A., it, it felt like hell. And I remember LA being a beautiful place. I, 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 for those, I mean, we'll get into it with the RNC thing, but I have family in LA. I used to visit my aunt out there and I remember it being beautiful. Geographically, it's the most beautiful place on earth. I, I, I drove up the, uh, not the intercoastal, the coastal highway. I went from Agoura Hills through some beautiful pass in the mountains, came down at a place near Malibu, just a little north of Malibu, drove all the way up to Oxnard had breakfast, drove back down. It's beautiful geographically. Politically, tax-wise, it's, it's destroyed. Socially, it's destroyed in these big cities. Yeah, the, the Pacific Coast Highway, thank you very much. So that was it. I'll tell you why I shaved my beard. It had gotten to the point where I was like, these little whiskers in the side were coming down and I was like licking them and it was making a bad habit. So anyhow, starting afresh. So that's my experience escaping LA. Um, and then, you know, meanwhile, you know, don't have money for mental institutions, don't have money for drug rehab, don't have money uh, for the homeless. Yeah. But you have billions and billions of dollars to fund uh, proxy wars overseas. Bill trillion. I mean, it's, it's trillions. It's 150 billion. Factor in what it costs for the wars in Iraq, Afghanistan. You look like the evil Viva. <laughs> so that was it. It was, um, it was, uh, the, the escape out was, was, I, I was glad to get to the airport where at least, you know, once you're beyond a certain checkpoint, nobody's got guns. Uh, people say bad things about the LAX. I had, I had a decent $15 burrito with an automatic gratuity of $3, which I, you know, okay. Anyhow, we'll get into all that later. So on the menu for today, first of all, uh, nice to see you all again. Uh, we're going to talk about Elon Musk at the border, talking about, you know, securing the borders of other countries before securing the border of, I won't say ours yet, because I don't think America's my country, 
of yours, of America. I feel, I feel somewhat American. Getting on the airplane to get over here, I hear a couple of French Canadians behind me uh, asking, what did he just say? So I translated into French and then we start talking. And um, I, 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 I think I have a bit of a, 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 an American feeling in my spirit. I will always be Canadian. But um, yeah, no, no. defending, protecting the borders of foreign nations. That's one. With the use of firearms, that's two. Uh, with endless billions, hundreds of billions of dollars of, 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 of taxpayer dollars, that's three. Come back to the home, come back to your own home, the taxpayers, open the border. Absolute crisis chaos at the southern border. No, talk about gun restrictions. Well, what good is a gun going to do if the, if the military comes after you? Well, you think it works in Ukraine, so you understand that it does something, uh, something against the tyrannical government. That's two. And three, I forget the third one, it was tax dollars, open border. Uh, whatever, you know what I'm getting at. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Trudeau. And um, my tweet, I hate Trudeau. Not a flex, but an admission. Not, a, not, a, not, a, not something to be proud of and something to deal with, but not something to hide other, I, either. And then we're going to talk about why. It's, good, it's going to go beyond Nazigate, I'll tell you that much also. Uh, we, we were phase three clinical trials of the Jibby Jab. We'll get there. Uh, that's number two. Then we're going to talk about the RNC debate and whatever else comes up. Okay. Standard disclaimers. You know what it is. No medical advice, no legal advice, yada, yada, yada. Super chats. Thank you very much for the super chat. Life is good, says Beard. Definitely. I can't take life advice from this mere child I see before me. Well, I told, I told my kid, it's like, don't worry. I'll have the four o'clock shadow back by next week. That's how fast my hair grows. Uh, thank you for the uh, super chat. And we got, uh, I'm not your buddy guy says, it's the Malthusian way. To cull humanity by reducing population via any means necessary, not limited to destroying lives and pushing drugs, pure evil. Uh, I'm not your buddy guy. I know that I've seen the Malthusian way. I don't know what it is. I'm a bit ignorant and naive. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to screen grab that and look it up afterwards. Super chats, YouTube takes 30%. If you don't like that, uh, we are on Rumble. Can I see the Rumble rants? I can't because it's not allowing me to do that thing. Give me one second here. I, I, there's a plugin that allows me to hit. I, I won't be able to see, and I can't even see the chat. Where are the comments? Where where's the chat on Rumble? They've changed the interface, and I can't see the live chat now. They, they haven't done anything. I, I don't know what I've done to my computer. Oh, this is annoying. Hold on a second. I just want to see the chat, while, the live chat, while we're going. It's disappeared to the side. Why is that? Very frustrating. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, what, does anybody know this? Rumble? Why can I not see the live chat as I'm doing this? Cripe. Okay, hold on. Let me just open this up in another window and see if I can't find it somewhere else. Okay, whatever. So I can't see this. I can't even do the plugin. No, this is, this is annoying. Hmm. Live. No, that's just the live video. Where is... Is it this? Nope, it's not that. Okay, I'm gonna give up in about 30 seconds. That's that. I can't even see the chat to get the advice from the chat as to how to see the chat in real time. Well, mamacita, that's annoying. That's annoying, hold on. Live. When I refresh the screen, I see it for five seconds, or two seconds, and then it disappears. Well, someone's gonna text me to tell me how to fix that. Okay, whatever. Um, 
I forget where we're at. Oh yeah, Rumble Rants. YouTube doesn't Rumble doesn't take any of the Rumble Rants for the rest of this year. If you want to support, the best way to do it, vivafry.com for merch. Some of the best merch ever. Wanted for President Trump and uh, locals. VivaBarnesLaw.locals.com. Seven bucks a year. Seven seven bucks a month. Seventy bucks a year, and it's great. Okay, what do we want to start with? I think we're going to start with Elon Musk and the border crisis. And then we're going to end and go over to YouTube. So Elon Musk has done uh, apparently what, uh, you know, the, the powers that be are either incapable of doing or unwilling to do. And he went, I mean, it, you know, he, it's, I, I can't imagine what it's like for Elon to go down to, um, <laughs> to go down to the border and document in, in, in a live stream real time what is going on there. And we're just going to pull out a few, a few highlights from this. But Elon Musk went down. It's a Texas border town. It's, it's, it's uh, near Uvalde, uh, but it's a Texas border town to, to, to just interview, talk, expose to the world what the hell is going on there. And when you understand the depth and scope, it's not incompetence because it can't be the result of incompetence. You know, when, when Jan 6 happened, they got the National Guard in real quick to, 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 to the Capitol building. They locked it off real quick. They tracked down each and every person who stepped foot in that Capitol building, arrested them, detained them, tried them, and convicted them, and sentenced them to exceedingly long sentences. They can't do that at the border for some reason. They, they leave some of the border protection to, to two patrol officers. Let, let's, let's listen to this and we'll skip to some good parts. Yeah, so here we are at, at Eagle Pass, uh, and we're going to be uh, meeting with uh, uh, the sort of major, the major officials uh, uh, and uh, law enforcement are responsible for the water, and um, and we'll hear it directly from them and see it, see exactly what's going on. Okay, uh, let's just let's on the car, so okay. the way it passes a heat sensor. The conductor has to stop the train, and you leave the heat off. The people come to get them, and all the you know all these thousands. He, you've seen the images of of the illegal aliens on the train cars. And he's explaining how, um, how they've managed to do this. Listen to this. Phoenix County is where they're going to make it to the big cities like San Antonio. Two, two major rail lines come okay. through, through my county and, and on those the illegals ride. They actually control the trains because they know how to crank down the brake on the car so okay. when it passes a heat sensor, the conductor has to stop the train the illegals get off, the people come to get them and all the stolen vehicles are stealing from all over the country. Nearly every one of them is in a stolen vehicle. Okay. So, so then we get involved and then they're trespassing on private property. Okay. Uh, and when you do get behind the road, they run through fences, they run over equipment. Irrigation stuff is important to the farmers. They run over their equipment, they tear it up. We tear up vehicles trying to hold the line. We're trying to hold the line 100 miles away because the line is not getting held here. Because it's not that complicated to close the border. It really is. And that's the aggravating part. That, that's the train cars. And so they get the... Um... My wife is looking for the keys to the car. Yeah. I don't know where they are, but take, they should be in the car. Yeah. They, they are, they are, they are. Get out, I'm alive, children. Uh, so that's how, they, that's how they control, they can, actually, they can actually control the flow and the stop of the trains on which they go from the border into the big towns. And I will try to find the exact point where they say how many are coming through. 11,000 a day? 
And is there any chance of stopping them when some of these police stations have, have are, are manned with 16, 16 sheriffs or 16 police officers? Let's see if we can get to that part. Okay. Uh, and then on Monday, that number increased. Here we go. Today Let's... is Thursday, and that number increased. We're only going in the wrong direction. All-time highs in yes. illegal prostitution. And, and that, that, that ramp is increasing. Yes. So th th these are really important points. Because the public isn't, isn't I think it's not, it's not necessarily clear to the public uh, is this is this normal or or, or or are we you know are we seeing an accelerating crisis? It's not getting better. It's getting worse. Last Friday was the was last Friday a How week many? ago. How many? Was a historic number. Eleven thousand people that came over. Okay. Uh, and you, then on me, Monday let me, let me that number that increased. Eleven thousand people in one day at one specific border crossing. They they said it in in Russia. If you don't protect your borders, you don't have a country. Can't allow Russia to invade a foreign country. What, what, what do we have going on here? You've seen the images. You can decide whether this is a humanitarian, uh, my, my, uh, illegal immigration, as if that would change anything, versus something much different. You could, you could come to those own co your conclusions on your own. Today is Thursday, and that number increased. We're only going in the wrong direction. This is a week. What happens two weeks from now, uh, it, it, it's the wrong way. Okay. So, uh, so basically we're seeing uh, um, unprecedented, all-time highs yes. um, and increasing. And spreading. Yeah. Yeah. It's not in just one area. It's it's not just like, it's just one city or one yes. town, and not even one state anymore. You know, it's not, we're talking about New York today, but... Well, we're talking about New York today. New York's not a border town. New York doesn't have to deal with this. New York deals with the the fallout from this. When you have 11,000 people in one day from one border crossing on a bona fide border town, and they go everywhere, uh, but they don't just stay in border town states, then they call it political ploys when politicians ship them, bust them, fly them to non-border states and say, you, you, you get a taste for what we have to deal with and then tell us how you would react. And then they call it human trafficking. They call it kidnapping, fraudulent inducement, political ploys, using humans as political pawns, as if, as if they're not doing exactly that. And by the principle of confession to protection, they are. Then New York comes and says, don't come here. We don't have room for you. The sanctuary cities don't have room for their sanctuary offerings. Stay in Texas. Let's, let's, let's ensure that the border between Texas and, let me see if I can get this. You got Louisiana. You got uh, Oklahoma. Let's 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 make sure that the borders of Texas are respected, so that the sovereignty of New York State and New York City are respected. That border will will enforce. Keep them in Texas. Let's see where else this goes. What else we got here? Talking about the amount of manpower they have. Apparently, we're not because we've got the spinning wheel of load of garbage. Damn you, AT and T. Damn. Okay, so where were we? We were over about seven minutes. It's it's not just one part of the world equally really overwhelmed. Because border. Here we go. It's very rare that we see anybody just from Mexico. So... Oh, it's actually rare to see. Exactly. Here, by the way, this was the other point. Where are the migrants coming from? Oh, it's just it's just people from Mexico looking for a better life. Oh, no, it's people from South America escaping. You know, the 
the the corruption and the uh, awfulness of their own regimes, but where are they coming from? Listen to this. And so, in fact, I, I believe a, a, it's a small minority, or it's a minority. It's, it's a small percentage that are actually coming from Mexico. A small yeah. percentage. That are That's true. Yes. Okay. Uh, Sheriff Zertuche, how many? How many? I mean, you. This is a. How, how close are you to the border? Sixty um, miles. Sixty-eight miles from the border. Sixty-eight miles from the border. That's right. What type of nationalities are coming through your county? Uh, we're seeing anywhere from Honduras, El Salvador. Uh, I believe. Where um, else? Ecuador and stuff like that, even uh, some Cubans. It's pretty much every country, well, right? Pretty much every country. Yeah. Um, it's very rare that we see anybody just from Mexico. From every country. From Russia also, by the way. That's, that's, when, that's when some Democrats started getting a little scared. Five, they saw, I think it was like several thousand from Russia. I might be off on that number. They noticed some from Russia. That's when they start getting scared. Notice some from Cuba. When the Cubans want to come over, who tend to vote conservative, you know, they'll be stricter on the, on the open border policies. And as soon as you start doing that, it alleviates the stress. This administration hasn't done that yet. Okay. Here, hold on. Um, He's talking about the, infor- the law enforcement. And I believe the, the president of Guatemala and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and asked him, if, 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 were, they, were they take people back? And he said, of course. Yes, he, I said, uh, I'll take every single one of them. Yeah, no problem. So, no problem. All you got to do is ask call, us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ask is just call. The White House just needs to call. Exactly. Okay. And every White House. It seems and, like that's like a, not a difficult thing. Elon, <laughs> every White House has done that. Okay. It, whether it was Trump, whether it was Obama, whether it was Clinton, whether it was Bush, every single White House has had a border issue, and every single one has hand, had to uh, handle it the same way. Okay. By essentially going, we can't let everybody in because it's going to overwhelm us. We're gonna, you're going to uh, abide by the laws, and if you don't qualify for asylum, we're going to send you back. And as soon as you start doing that, it, dis- it alleviates stress this it disincentivizes human traffickers it disincentivizes opportunistic economic migrants it disincentivizes criminality it's an amazing thing when you create the opportunity you create the market i'll just close that now when you create the opportunity you create the market and and what what did i say the other day yeah what one person's crisis is a predator's opportunity it's it's obscene and I mean, how else do you see this other than deliberate controlled demolition? It's, it's not a great replacement because that's racist. It's just a political replacement. It's not, it's not deliberate. It's just incompetence. You got $150 billion for foreign war. You got however many National Guard, FBI, CIA intelligence looking into January 6th, tracking everyone down all across the country, right up to Alaska. Can't, you can't do anything about this problem. Can't and won't are two very different things. And what's clear here, it's not a question of can't. And then the question becomes, why is it a won't? What's the political purpose for allowing this? And now people saying, what I hate, if I were to ever block people on Twitter, I won't. Um, if anybody's harassing, I'll report if I think it's a, uh, you know, a, a, a terms of service violating tweet. And if not, I'm going to live with it, live with it. If I were to, to block people because they're annoying, it would be, this is a distraction from the people saying it would be people using the word grifter. I would block people who flippantly use the word grifter and people who reflexively and very stupidly say, this is a distraction. Oh, Elon. Someone said Elon's just at the border to distract from his uh, federal lawsuits. First of all. Most people who say something is a distraction are the ones who don't have the capacity to focus on two things or more at the same time. Nothing is a distraction when you can multitask. Elon can multitask. Some people out there might say he's doing this as a political pushback so that he can sort of um, politicize 
the various federal lawsuits that he now seems to be facing. And you might be right about that. That just makes it good politics. It doesn't undermine the validity and the legitimacy and the value of what he's doing. Getting to that border and showing, it's not, it's not like, uh, what's the word? It's not like leaks in a boat. This is like, this is like trying to scoop up water with a net. Showing what's going on there firsthand. Elon Musk, the man with the biggest following on one of the biggest and most important influential social media sites on earth. Uh, who was the, um, oh geez, I feel terrible. I'm not gonna remember her name right now. The journalist who went down and documented it. There's a lot of on the, on, on the ground, independent journalists who go and document. Oh geez, what's her name? Someone's gotta help me with this. Um, it's, uh, it, you know, this takes it to the next level. When Elon amplifies something, it takes it to the next level for good and for bad. When he retweets an article from a suspicious uh, borderline fake news website, yeah, that might not be the right amplification or it might be the amplification of the wrong stuff. But when he amplifies a serious problem for the world to see, it's the type of amplification that needs to happen. And A, you can always go attack someone's motives. What difference does it make? when what they're doing is necessary. Uh, you, you'll never know motives. You'll only know actions. Uh, not, it wasn't Lara Logan. It wasn't Lara Logan. Her, it was Savannah Hernandez. Thank you very much. Yeah. Savannah Hernandez is the one who did, who, she was on the channel. I'm like, dude, what the, what, what the hell are you doing? You, you're crazy. She's crazy and she gets the footage and she gets documentation and she's got reach. But with all due respect to everyone else on Twitter, nobody has the Elon Musk reach. And now this story has been exploded as a result of the Elon Musk reach. Okay, now we're going to do two things. Is I want to go to um, I want to go to Rumble. Can anybody help me understand what's going on? Let me just share the screen. And if someone in the chat here, because I can see the chat here, can tell me what to do. Look here. Okay. 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 You see, ordinarily. I would see the live chat on the, on the sidebar here. And when I go to refresh, you see, see, I just saw it right there for a second, right there. And then it disappeared. What's going on. And now this is meta Viva. This is going to go on forever. And if I click on the rumble, it just makes it ma This maximizes the screen. So if anybody knows what I have to do to get that, maybe is it on the side? My feed editors picks trending watch history. No. So, that's my problem right now. While I can still see the chat on YouTube, can anybody help me with that? Is there a minimize chat button? <laughs> okay, I'm not going to spend more than two minutes doing this, but let's spend two minutes trying to figure this out. These are all the buttons here. You got, you got this. Those are settings. Like it's, and, I, and if I go to Rumble, am I, and I, okay, and I go to the show. It was right there. It was right there. Why does it go away? And now we can hear myself. All right, whatever. I'll see if anybody can help me figure it out. Um, is Barnes going to show up with a full <laughs> with a full head of hair too? Second left, second from left. Okay, second from left. Let me stop sharing just in case I screw something up here. Second from left. Nope, that didn't do it. Second from left. No, that just maximized it. Oh my goodness, that's annoying. Settings, quality, nope. You see, now my, I can hear my father saying, here you go, Viva, you have another technical problem. Doesn't matter, we're gonna have to live with it, but I, 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 I man, I'm gonna open it up in incognito. I just won't be able to bring up this stuff. Maybe if I open it up in, uh, here, let's just try it like this. 
Yeah, you see, I can see it. I can see it in. Um, Anyways, I can see it when I open it up in the other browser in Safari. Viva needs an admin. Pop out chat. Have you hit it yet? Chat is here. Now I can see the chat at least. So, all right. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give everybody the link to Rumble. Get your butts on over from YouTube to Rumble. We're going to have our after party. We're going to get into some Trudeau stuff, some Canadian stuff, and uh, the RNC debate stuff. So that is what, if anyone didn't see that tweet, by the way, um, go check it out. Open Rumble in a new window. It is a glitch. Ah, well, that might be the right answer. Would you look at that? It is a glitch. Well, son of a beasting. Now I'll go see if I can see the rants, if there were any rants. Thank you very much. You see, it wasn't my fault. There we go. I got, a, I got, I see the rants now. Okay, stream is over. Displaying one rat chat. The stream is not over. All right, get your butts on over to Rumble. Thank you very much for that. Um, don't know why I didn't think of doing that. Ending on YouTube. Get on over to Rumble. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Should have ended the poll before I did that. 70-30. So not quite as bad as I thought it was going to be. End poll. Let's see the results of the poll. 68% say beard and 31% say no beard. Only 390 votes. Uh, okay. Good enough. Now let me make sure that we're still live on Rumble. We are... Okay, good. Well, done. Okay, I'm going to close that, then I'm going to open this window. Well, I'm just going to open a new window. Sorry, I've, I've lost the last one. All right, good. So what do we want to do now that we're on Rumble? Do I save the RNC stuff for the end? I think I will, because I think we're going to talk about Justin, Justine Trudeau. All right, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. I'm going to, I'm going to have my confession time now. This is like, I, like I tell the, you know, the, our, our, our community and locals, this whole journey of uh, going from the car vlog, well, let's, this whole journey from law to YouTube, to law YouTube, to rumble, to live streaming, it's been therapeutic for me, as from what I understand it, it has been for other people who are trying to stay sane in a world descending into madness. For those of you who have been around the channel for long enough, you will know that I unironically and seriously say hate is a consuming force. I don't say it's like a poison, but it is a consuming force that tends to destroy the host. The, the person who is, um, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Consumed by hatred ends up consuming themselves. It's not an original thought. It, it, it was, uh, is it Nietzsche? If you stare into the abyss, the abyss uh, stares back. And so when battling monsters don't become the monster, uh, I genuinely believe hatred is a consuming force. And to the extent humanly possible, one should not feel hatred. To the extent humanly possible, I am human and I genuinely and sincerely loathe Justin Trudeau. Now, I tweeted out, I hate Trudeau. I do. And then people are like, you shouldn't tweet that out. It's terrible. People can misinterpret that. First of all, uh, it's ironic how, how, how coming to grips with your own emotions, for good or for bad, uh, people take issue with. But calling him a, a tyrant, you know, some people take issue with that. But it's almost, it's almost more socially acceptable to call someone an evil tyrant than it is to say, I hate that person. And, and you have to feel something. You have to feel something even if it's indifference. Indifference is an emotion. 
there is no such thing as lack of emotion. I guess maybe technically and clinically, there is such thing as lack of an emotion, the absolute absence of emotion that is not itself indifference. But you either love, you hate, you're indifferent, uh, you admire, you're jealous, uh, you're, you're, you know, you feel something. And when you look at Justin Trudeau, what do you feel? I mean, I'm sure some people find admiration. I don't know who. Maybe some people just still think he's cute. He's got funny socks and nice hair. I don't know who can look at Justin Trudeau and not feel anything but the deepest, uh, the deepest loathing, the deepest hatred for a, a human. That's, that's conceptually possible. When I was a kid, there was a bully in my school, not a physical one, a psychological one, and I hated him. I, I, I just hated him. And I felt guilty for the, the degree to which I hated this kid. And I, I don't feel proud of the degree to which I hate Justin Trudeau, but I'm going to be honest about it, as if anybody had any lingering doubts. This is a man who is, if not sincerely evil to his core, uh, he has been corrupted to the point where he is sincerely evil, and that's a distinction without a difference. And people like to think that Schindler's List is a decent example of a movie where as evil as SS soldiers were, it's not like they didn't love their dogs. It's not like they didn't love their family. It's not like they were evil 24-7. I mean, they loved their dogs. Justin Trudeau went to Barbie with one kid and he went to Oppenheimer with the other. And then he, he's, he's you know, to weigh my um, words uh, in terms of descriptives here. And then he took them out and exploited them politically like, like objects of, of games of politics. Ah, we're team Barbie. Hey, a week after I'm announced I'm getting divorced and that uh, I, I want you to respect my privacy and that of my kids. Don't, don't, you know, here's my kid, team Barbie. A pink V-neck. Kid's a, kid's a damn good-looking kid. Healthy, well, you know, in shape, good physique, good-looking kid. Respect our privacy and that of our kids. And by the way, my kid's team Barbie. Have fun, internet. And if you make any mean comments about my kid, I become the victim. That is narcissistic, pathological exploitation of your own children as political tools so you can use them as both weapons of attack and weapons of defense. Forget what I was saying about this now. This was Justin Trudeau being a truly evil, evil person. The, the latest news for those who haven't been paying attention, tweeted out by um, Keith Wilson, the lawyer who represented the convoy. Bring this up here. Okay, look at this from Keith Wilson. Health Canada approved the Pfizer, the first COVID, whatever this is, Health Canada approved the first, this is, this is news, by the way, not my news, this is Keith Wilson doing the Lord's work. Health Canada approved the first COVID-19 vaccine in December 2020, in bold for those who are listening on podcast, without completing the phase three clinical trial, oh, they completed it, all right, on, on me, on you, if you took if you took that thing for whatever the reason, no judgment, no judgment because I'm protecting my own momentary lapse of judgment, but tens of millions of Canadians were not told, not as italicized. In 2020 through 2022, millions of Canadians participated in a phase three clinical experiment without informed consent. Is Health Canada trying to do it again, but with our young kids? Source, see, and this is, this is Keith Wilson's words, not mine. Source, see my cross-examination transcripts of Health Canada from the federal court Peckford Travel Mandate Charter Challenge. And I read, if I can open this up because my eyes are, um, 
This is the affidavit of Celio Lorenco. Who's this? I, Celio Lorenco of the city of Ottawa in the province of Ontario, solemnly affirmed that I am the director general of the biologic and radiopharmaceutical drugs directorate, BRDD, in the health products and food branch of Health Canada in Ottawa, Ontario. I assumed my current position in November 2018. In my current position as D Director General, I guess, of the Biologic and Radiopharmological Drug Directorate, I am primarily responsible for the scientific review and regulatory authorization of biologic and radiopharmaceutical drugs, including vaccines for the Canadian market. I made the decision to authorize the COVID-19 vaccines developed by Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, Jetta, etc. This individual made the decision. That was the highlighted section. Let's see what that decision was. Let's go down here. Question. For those of you who have never seen a transcript of a deposition, I think everybody watching has, they transcribe every word. And so it's very important to pay attention to your ums, which, they, which some stenographers don't put in. But if you say things like, okay, yes, uh, and you start a sentence with so, they put in every word. Let's hear. Okay. Question, and what about the annual flu vaccine? Was it approved prior to completion of phase three clinical trials? So the annual flu vaccine, the initial authorization of the flu vaccine undergoes phase three clinical trials and it's authorized after the clinical trials are completed. So that would be a yes. Thank you, asked, answered. Go to the next one here. This is the next page, page 244. Celia Lorenco. Well, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Why is it highlighted? I want to see this here. Maybe it starts here. Cross-examination, page 223. Okay, so hold on. We'll just go to this page here. Oh, God, I'm getting old. I, I, I don't know what the previous question was. Just indicated underwent, completed its phase three clinical trials before it was authorized, correct? Yes, it, under, it underwent phase three clinical trials before it was authorized. You'd, this is a question. You'd agree with me that the phase three clinical trial for the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is not scheduled to complete and is ongoing until December of 2023, correct? Answer, that's correct. The clinical trial is ongoing. You, you want me not to hate the person that did this? I'll get back to the hatred in a second. Do you understand what we just read? Safe and effective. I mean, you have, not, in, in retrospect, I, I don't think I was stupid because I didn't really believe it was totally safe and totally effective. I just didn't appreciate how ineffective and unsafe it could be. I'm, 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 I'm an idiot in, in hindsight. Do we understand what the hell we just read? So the phase three clinical trial is still ongoing and it's scheduled to end. And I'm no doctor. What month is it? I know because it's... Oh, it's September. I'm sorry, what year is it? 2023. So the phase three clinical trial is only scheduled to end um, in a month, September, October, November, in three months from now. Oh, I'm so, so what the hell did you tell me it was safe and effective for when you didn't know if it was safe and you sure as hell didn't know it was effective because I think you knew that it was ineffective. Oh, but, I, but I'm, don't say, don't say you hate them, David. That might, that might induce public scorn. That might be the only thing that the people have left. Public scorn and public ridicule. Not violence, no actions, words. That might be all we have left. Lord knows, you don't, I, I'll say it every single bloody time so that no idiot lying journalist from Canadian MSN uh, will, will misinterpret. 
No violence, in my view, works. And I know there's people out there who disagree with me. It won't work because that's what they want. And when they don't get it, they'll pretend they got it. But you think I'm not going to use my words to shame you and scorn you into, into public hatred and public ridicule? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, what's that? Oh, we just experimented on you. Oh, oh sorry. You don't like that? Well, it's for the greater good. Because the narcissist is going to look at you and say, how dare you get mad at me for experimenting on you and your children? And but for the grace of God, we made certain decisions for ourselves, but not for others. Not for those over whom we uh, have the ultimate uh, responsibility of care and, 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 and protection. Oh, don't. Why? It's for the greater good. We were just doing the best we could. We were just following orders. No, no, no. Don't, you, you can't have hatred for that. I mean, look, I, I'm not yet at the Jesus level of loving my crucifiers. I'm not yet, I don't know if I'll ever get there because I don't think I ever want to get there. It might make me a worse person. We are talking about a man in charge of a government that is now only under duress and only under compulsion and only under depositions in lawsuits that ultimately got dismissed because of lack of standing, admitting what they did. From safe and effective for pregnant women and breastfeeding women, safe and effective for six months and up. I know it seems young. Damn right it seems young. You know why it seems young? Because this damn thing hasn't been around. You're still going through phase three clinical trials, but you told us it was safe and effective. What happens if those phase three clinical trials come back and say, oh shit, it wasn't safe. Oh shit, it causes myocarditis in one in 5,000 adolescents per dose. Oh shit, that's safe? Oh no, but don't get mad. Don't get angry. Um, and above all else, don't say anything mean. Because words are violence, but human experimentation is not. I mean, the, the, that's it. I just dropped my phone. I hate Justin Trudeau, period. I'm not necessarily proud of it, but to deny it and to pretend I don't would be absolutely dishonest. To say I love him, I mean, if you, lo if you love something like that, that's good. I'm, I'm sure dictators had, had, had sycophant boot-licking uh, uh, groupies. I'm, I'm sure they did. And if you say, well... Got to be polite. That's the only way you're going to get to them. Bullshit. I don't know if it was Bongino who said it. It, it might. I, I've gotten to the point. The time for politeness is over. I, I, no violence, no threats, no but. The, the time for politeness is long gone. And the more this goes on, uh, the, the less polite. I'm, and maybe I'm going to become a monster. If that's the degree to which I become a monster, uh, I think I, I'd say I think I'm faring well, given the context. So that's, that's just what came out, by the way. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta, I'm going to bring up the soup. I'm going to bring up the rumble rats because I just saw one that was funny. Hello, my fellow guinea pigs. <laughs> Blake J, uh, when you can't cry, you can laugh. Hello, my fellow guinea pigs. When I look at him, I feel just insipid. Finboy Slick. Blake J says, Malthusians refers to Thomas Malthus, the intellectual who first warned about global overpopulation. Of course, he was really, he was totally wrong. But then there's the Club of Rome. Jonathan says, afterwards, Musk also encouraged others to, con to conduct citizen journalis journalism themselves. Going back to that, J J Jonathan, I would be very, very, very careful conducting citizen journalism when documenting illegal activities. And, and the, the part of that interview that we didn't get to, you know, talking about the people that are coming over, face tattoos, members of gangs, MS-13, some of them are, 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 leave, are fleeing persecution. 
uh, also known as prosecution because some of them are criminals. And when they cross the border, there's no records of their criminal records. And so they're actually fleeing prosecution. And when, when, when Trump comes down the stairs and says they're not sending their best, they're sending rapists, murderers, etc. They might not be sending them, but they're sure as hell coming. Because they come over and they get into a country illegally with no records of their criminality. And it's, 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 it's a new beginning of sorts, minus the, the face tattoos, to which you know some people say, you come into a country with face tattoos, you're not exactly getting a job. Oh, Finboy6 says, single page, look at three counties who vote. Single page, look at three countries that voted no viva. Okay, I'm going to have to see this. In a, hold on one second. Let me see if I can get this here. I don't know what that is. I'm going to screen grab that. All right, thank you for the surprise. So that's it. Um, imagine like, like the, they, they want to shame people into not expressing their hatred, their scorn, and their contempt for their abusers. It's an, ama it's an amazing tactic. Okay, now I'm trying to get to the chat so I can see what's going on with the chat. We're all good here. Um, have I, have I raged enough on that particular issue? I think I have. Anyhow, so that's it. So, so I, I hate Trudeau and, and may, may it trend. May I hate Trudeau trend on the Twitterverse. You, can you imagine that this guy is still in power after everything that he's done? I mean, and yeah, blame the population, but it wasn't that much of the population that, that voted for the liberals last time around. I, I blame everybody. Everyone! I blame Jagmeet Singh. I blame, uh, I blame liberal voters who voted this guy in. But they, we didn't necessarily know then what we know now. Nazi-gate. So I mean, the tactic of shaming the victim uh, into not expressing their contempt, hatred, and scorn for their abuser, it's a tactic of uh, sociopathic, narcissistic, whatever you want to call them, people. It's, it's, it's the DARVA, to some extent. Defense, attack, reversal of victim. Uh, and he, you know, they don't just do it on human experimentation. Oh, I'm sorry you feel like you were experimented on. Uh, they do it on, they do it on Nazis in Parliament. Oh, oh. So the Nazi gate uh, coming out of Canada, how, what were the, the, the most recent developments we've talked about? Trudeau came out with a more eloquent apology. You know, the one he gave on Yom Kippur was, uh, was a bad one. You know, his eyebrows looked a little weird. He was, he was fumbling. He, he didn't really nail it because it wasn't a drafted, scripted response. Oh, but he got his drafted, scripted response this time around. And listen to this. Where is it? In other words, we were the... No, so that's what I said. Viva Los Angeles, failed city. Where is the... Um, Trudeau is a, is it this one? I believe it's this one. No. Oh, let's, let's watch this one first before the apology. Let's remember, this was a very embarrassing, this was very embarrassing. It's Russian propaganda. Uh, we're not Nazis just because we invited a Nazi and gave a Nazi two standing ovations. We're not Nazis. Don't, don't, let's not politicize this. This was from last year, talking about Christina Anderson. Listen to this. Mr. Speaker, I will note that to this day, the leader of the official opposition has not apologized for having had three MPs, including one of them who is still part of his leadership team, sit down to dine with a far-right German politician. A far-right German politician. No, he's not talking about uh, Jaroslav Hunka. He's talking about Christine Anderson.
Listen, listen to this. For having sat down and dined. Leadership team, sit down to dine with a far-right German politician a number of months ago. No recognition, no apologies, no consequences. No consequences for those three MPs, for those three MPs. who uh, engaged with a far-right German politician. Mr. Far Speaker, right. if the leader of the opposition wants the government to help him vet those his his uh, MPs meet with, we'd be more than happy to <laughs> give him some better advice. Oh, oh, sorry. Look, I, I, I've, I've got to play that part one more time. To this day the leader of the official opposition Justin Trudeau would like to give some advice let's hear that last part the government to help him vet Mr. Speaker, if the leader of the opposition wants the government to help him vet those his, his uh, MPs meet with, we'd be more than happy to give him some better advice. Well, that means that Justin Trudeau really knows how to invite guests of honor to the parliament. I'm supposed to not say that I hate this guy? He is the worst human being on earth and he's in control of a country and sh turning it to shit. Oh, uh, if he would like some advice on how to better vet his, 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 his guests, I would be happy to give him advice. Oh yeah, and then you gave two standing ovations to a Nazi that you invited to parliament. Oh my God, it's, it's like, it's, 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 it's comedic. It's idiocracy. It's, it's unimaginable. And you could not script this in a movie without someone saying, that's too absurd to be believable. If you'd like some better advice on how to vet you, we'll do uh, uh, You're just so charismatic, you disgusting human. Here, but then uh, let's skip. Fast forward, people. After having invited a Nazi as a member, a guest of honor into the parliament and given this Nazi SS Galicia uh, two standing ovations, Oh, we didn't, we didn't know who he was. It was all the house speaker's fault. Go get mad at him. Don't, don't, don't look at me. It was his fault. Listen to this pathological abuser's um, attempt at an apology. Blames everyone else except for himself. Lumps everyone else into his wrongdoing to absolve himself of responsibility. And then turns himself into the victim. I'm going to break it down as we go through this because Justin Trudeau is a narcissist, sociopath, psych... I don't know what it is. He's, a, he's an atheist in the psychopath, narcissist, uh, sociopath, something. He's not normal. And this is the type of people that aspire for this type of power. And this is the type of person who has no problem literally experimenting on you and your children. But don't say you hate him because that would be mean. In a few moments, I will address the House in front of all Canadians in front of Jewish people here and in front of Jewish people here everyone reduce them to identities you filthy racist anti-semite yeah. in front of the Jews the Poles the gays I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna look at everybody and I'm not gonna see a person I'm just gonna see your your ethnic gender tag just wear it on your head no names needed you are Jew you're Jew okay good I know I'm talking to Jew now I cover Jew you're gay okay I got gay are you going to get Romas and Poles? L listen to this. Listen to this guy. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll pause it when it's only a meaningful critique. In a few moments, I will address the House in front of all Canadians, in front of Jewish people here and around the world, and Ukrainians, and to Ukrainians. offer Parliament's unreserved apologies for what happened on Friday. Oh, hold on. Pause it. To offer Parliament's unreserved apologies for what happened on Friday. Not my apologies for what I did on Friday. I'm apologizing for Parliament, everyone, even the people who had no bloody say in who got invited to the Parliament for what happened Friday. I didn't do it. 
It wasn't me who did it. It just happened. And now I'm going to apologize for other people for something that happened. Do you remember? Who was it? Was it, was it uh, Ilan Omar? Some people did some things. It's the pathological way of absolving oneself of responsibility or, or absolving other people of their own responsibility. They didn't do anything. It just happened. There was a knife attack, a vehicle rammed into some people. When it's people who you want to give that benefit to, if it's your ideological adversary, it's a hate crime perpetrated by a white nationalist who drove a truck into a gay pride parade in Florida, even if it happened to be a total accident and not targeted whatsoever. I'd like to apologize for Parliament, for them. I'm such a good person for apologizing for them for something that happened. This I, by the way, I hate, I hate Trudeau, if, in case you don't know. And I want him to live a long, healthy life so he can see the way history judges him in real time. That is the curse. The curse is not anything what people might be thinking. The curse is living. Living a long life and to see everyone around you judge you as a goddamn villain that you are. Speaker. Hold on, sorry. The speaker was solely responsible for the invitation and recognition of this man. Bullshit. The speaker was solely responsible. I'm apologizing for Parliament. The Speaker was solely responsible. I didn't know anything. Christian Freeland didn't know anything. Zelensky didn't know anything. And has wholly accepted that responsibility and stepped down. Oh, isn't it nice to have boot-licking sycophants fall on the sword for you, Trudeau? I wonder how much coercion was, was there. Or, or does they even need to suggest it? I don't even think there's a wink-wink, nudge-nudge. It's, you're done for anyhow. You better just at least Harry Keary yourself for the better of the party. This was a mistake that has deeply embarrassed Parliament and Canada. This was a mistake. Not my mistake. Not I take responsibility. This was a mistake that has embarrassed everyone else. All of us who were in this house on Friday regret deeply having stood and clapped, even though we did so unaware of the context. <laughs> All of us. First of all, I might agree with that. All of us are, even though we did so unaware of the context, then you're an idiot and you have no position. You have no place being in a position of power. Oh, we didn't, we didn't understand the context that the people fighting our allies during World War II were the enemies. I had no idea. Is that, is that, is that what happened during World War II? Russia was an ally? Oh, so... The only people fighting the Russians were Nazis, Mussolini's uh, fascists, and Japan. Not fighting directly, but oh, oh, we didn't understand the context. And thank you for adding the context. I really, I, the context is so important. But if three of your MPs have lunch with a European parliamentarian with whom we disagree with their politics, they should apologize and face consequences. Oh, did you, did you forget about that, Justin Trudeau? It was a horrendous violation of the memory of the millions of people who died in the Holocaust. And it was deeply, deeply painful for Jewish people. It was deeply painful for Jewish people. What was deeply painful for Jewish people? That he came there or that your government allowed it to happen? You, Trudeau. And by the way, notice who he doesn't um, apologize for here or who say they found it deeply offensive. The veterans who died for Canada fighting the very person that they just heralded as a hero? Do doesn't mention veterans. It also hurt Polish people. Poles, oh, Roma let's, people. Let's, let's, just, let's back this up so we can hear. It hurt the Jews. 
It also hurt Polish people. The Poles. Roma people. Romas. Two SLGBTQI Two SLGBTQIA+. Plus people, disabled people. Disabled racialized people. people. And the many millions. Hold on. And the many millions no, no, no. people. Disabled people. Disabled. Racialized people. Racialized people. And the many millions who were targeted by the Nazi genocide. And the millions who were targeted by the Nazi genocide. Every year. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it wasn't offensive to the veterans. Screw the veterans. That's that. I mean, that that is you don't craft a response like this and then forget. Maybe you do because you're an idiot. So you either do it because you're an idiot or you omit them because you have scorn and disdain for them. No veterans. No, no apology to the veterans who died fighting the man that they just praised as a hero. OK, there are fewer and fewer Holocaust survivors to share firsthand the horrors of what they experienced. And it is therefore incumbent upon us all. Us, us all, us all. Because you, you, you partook in the mistake with me, right? That's what he's saying right now. By the way, he doesn't say that there are fewer and fewer veterans who fought the Nazis, because that's true as well. Doesn't say that. To ensure that no one ever forgets what happened. For, you can't forget if you didn't know in the first place. And your defense, Trudeau, is that you didn't know the context. Oh, I forgot that the Nazis were fighting the Soviets. I forgot that. Thanks for the reminder. This, this should serve as a reminder for everyone. I also want to reiterate how deeply sorry Canada is for the situation this put President Zelensky. Oh, uh, uh, by the way, I thought he was going to apologize to the veterans here. Nope, nope. He's apologizing to Zelensky as if Zelensky didn't understand the context. And the Ukrainian delegation in. Mm. It is extremely troubling to think that this egregious error is being politicized by Russia and its supporters to provide false propaganda about what Ukraine is fighting for. He's the victim now. It's extremely, extremely upsetting to me that Russia would use a factually correct, uh, outrageous thing that we did against us in a factually correct historical context. It's, it's deeply hurtful. And Russia is to blame. Def what is it? Uh, Darvo. Defense, attack, reverse a victim. It, 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 you saw it right there. He's the victim. And it's deeply, deeply troubling that Russia would try to hold against us the fact that we gave a standing ovation to a Nazi in Parliament. Oh. Mm, smells terrible. So there's that. Okay. I think that, I, let me see, I think that might have been the last of it for, I, God, can you, and you compare that to his statement a year ago. Well, it was a year, it was whatever, a year, two years ago during the trucker. No, it wasn't. Christine Anderson was in town, it was a year ago. No consequences for the MPs who had lunch with a member of European Parliament. Forget about that. Don't politicize this against us now. The, don't do to us now what we did to you then, is exactly what an abuser does. Oh... And you want to see, by the way, I'm pulling this one up because this is, this is just, first of all, we're going to watch this, watch it, no, no, watch it with no audio. And you tell me what you understand from the body language and demeanor. I mean, even from the way she's standing right now. And I can tell you this, upper chest, I'm not doing a, upper chest is uh, inflated, lower diaphragm is not. These are like the short panic breaths when you're goddamn nervous and you know the shit has hit the fan and you're trying to hold it together. I'm going to put on mute. Just watch it without this. Look at this. Uh, look at the, 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 the bouncing up and down, the nervous, the nervous gesticulation. 
the hand moving like, ah, let's just let's just calm down, people. Uh, this is Melanie Jolie, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, I think. She, what the hell she knows? She's 27 years old. She doesn't know what happened in World War II. How, is that, how could she be expected to know? Look at this. She's about, I mean, you can see from this, I'm playing it without the audio, she looks like she's about to cry. Look at that. The, the breaths are not getting past the chest. That's how you know someone's in trouble. Let's hear what she had to say, because surely it'll add some meaningful context. So, so uh, what happened on Friday? Look at this. So, uh, so what I'm about to tell you is going to be a load of shit. So, I mean, look, people do it reflect as a bad habit. People do it for, for comedic or stylistic effects, starting with so. Starting a sentence with so is weak. And I, 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 I always make sure if I'm going to start a sentence with so, there's a reason for it. So, uh, what happened on Friday is completely unacceptable. Well, thanks. It was an embarrassment to the House and to Canadians. Mm -hmm. And Look. I think the Speaker should listen I th to... I think the Speaker should listen. Listen to members of the House and step down. Look at, look at these pathological animals. The, the Speaker. To members of the House and step down. Donc, Donc. Ce passé, what, ce vendredi, what happened, happened Friday? Unacceptable. Totally unacceptable. No, it's the same thing. Ça a été un moment où on était complètement ignorant parce que nous sommes des estis de ignorants idiots qui n'ont aucune compréhension de l'histoire. Oh my goodness. I think that's it for that story, guys. That's that's the oh now I can see the chat on the on the main thing. Okay, good. The glitch is fixed. Uh, so now I can see on my main menu. Do we have anything else as relates to Justin Trudeau being the worst human on earth? Uh, Greg Price. That's Greg Christie. No, that's that's. I'm just looking at my links back here. This also is debate. Uh, that's something else. And this was the window that I intended to bring up before. In other words, we were phase three. Yes, I hate Trudeau. All right. Do I, I, I had a, I, I, I drafted something that I'm going to publish as a Substack type um, article in Locals because uh, I think it went into a little more eloquent detail when it was fresher in my mind of um, Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Oh no, forget it. Okay. There were there were things that I forgot to mention in my in my rant and tirade. VivaBarnesLaw.locals.com. I will have a Substack entry this afternoon. A Substack tile. What the hell's my problem? A Substack style entry. I know everyone on local says they prefer the short video, but you got the video. So I'm just going to flesh out my thoughts in a little more, in a little more detail. Okay. Now let me just go back and see if there were any crumble rants that I may have missed. Um, oh God. I'm, I'm just, I'm watching on the video. One of the videos I took from the debate on mute and um, th that debate was a Total, total. I'm saying gong show because it seems more polite than saying shit show, but holy crap, was it a shit show? All right, hold on. Uh, Finboy Slick says, hopefully you don't get this too late, but it's very apropos to the current topic. Finboy Slick going to go down. Blake J, Viva, I hope you're going to show the clip where the Canadian congresswoman wants to strike the visit from the of the Nazi from the. Oh no, I, I did that one. I talked about that one earlier this week, like a maniac, scrubbing history in real time. That was Karina Gould, who should resign. Karina Gould, you should resign. Melanie Jolie, you should resign. C.A. Freeland, Christian Freeland, you should resign. Justin Trudeau, you should resign. Karina Gould comes out and says, in addition to repeating the 
uh, let's not let's not politicize this. You know, I remember what we did with that Nazi flag at the trucker protest. I remember what we did with uh, Pierre Poiliev for taking a picture with Jeremy McKenzie. She says, let's not politicize this. Then they presented a motion to strike the House Speaker's opening statements and the response from the annexes of the transcript and from all digital and print media. These mother effers want to pull a Winston in real time. But I talked about it at length earlier this week, and I talked about it with Ezra Levant on his show, or when he had me on for a little bit. Um, Finboy Slick, what was the... What was the... Uh, anyways, I don't see the... Freeland's voice makes me want to cringe. Freeland's voice makes me want to puke. Justin Trudeau's voice makes me want to puke. Melanie Jolie's voice does not make me want to puke. Um, She's so out of her league, out of her capacity in a government that, to her benefit, I don't think she's as corrupt as the government is. I think even she's shocked at how corrupt and incompetent. She's incompetent. She's well beyond her her capacity. She's mayor of Montreal and now... uh, Who put this bow tie on the dog? This is what happens. I go to town for one for one week and you're a new dog. Let's see if you can see his eyes here. Let's see the eyes. <laughs> okay, get down here. Oh! Oh, my back. Uh, she's so far out of... Her voice does not make me want to puke. I'm trying to think of politicians whose voice makes me want to puke. Joe Biden doesn't make me want to puke, but his voice... There's only a few whose voice I genuinely and, and, and to the pit of my stomach can't stand. Trudeau and Freeland are two of them. I'll think of more as we go along. Uh, okay, so I got all the rumble rants. Now let's get to the, let's get to the debate, people. Hold on. I'm going to show it. Uh, da, 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 hold on. One, just one second. Another, one second. I'm going to get this. And while I find this picture, just so everybody also knows, Monday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. I'm going to have um, Sean, uh, Sean Hartman and his lawyer on. I talked about the lawsuit when I did the stream from the debate uh, the other day. His lawyer, uh, it's uh, Omar Sheikh. Omar Sheikh uh, filed the lawsuit for and on behalf of Sean Hartman, Dan Hartman's son who died at 17 years of age, 33 days after the first Pfizer jab, after having been hospitalized a few days after the jab, sent home with Tylenol, no tests for D-dimers or troponin levels whatsoever. A doctor escaped a malpractice suit, even though they knew the kid had gotten recently jabbed, decided not to you know, do the standard follow-ups. Kid died 33 days later. Uh, uh, spike proteins found in his, in his glands. He's suing the government for um, negligence. We're going to have his lawyer and, um, and Dan Hartman on Monday night, 8 o'clock. What I wanted to show is... Segway. The RNC debate. So I, I got... Rumble had the um, streaming exclusivity for the second RNC debate. It was at the Reagan Library in Simi Valley, or Simi Valley, if you want to pronounce it wrong, apparently. Uh, they, uh, they had room. They asked me if I could go and I was like, I'm going. And you know who I'm taking? I had a plus one and I got to take my aunt. It's not often that, uh, you know, you get to feel cool as an adult. Taking my kid to Blink-182, uh, I think I felt cool. Taking my aunt, like there's the one thing when you take your kid somewhere, it's like, okay, you're the parent and they'll, you know, they'll appreciate it, but in a different way then how cool you get to feel when you can take your aunt to an event that she had the time of her life at. Um, 
86 years young. I mean, she's the, the most awesome person on earth. Even from childhood, like awesome has all the, the best philosophy in life you can imagine. And I think it's what allows one to have a long, healthy life, which is part of what I mean when I say, you know, hate is a consuming force that one should not, you know, one should not embody in as much as they can because it'll cause stress. It'll cause ulcers. It, it, it might very well reduce your own life. And then who's having the last laugh? My aunt has gone through adversity, has remained the most uh, optimistic loving, joyous person on earth. And so the idea that I could, by some fluke of a miracle, be the coolest nephew ever. Uh, we had a plus one. I asked Team Rumble if I could bring my aunt and they said, yep. And she came and she was able to sit. She had the best seat in the house because the seating at this event was like, not the lawn chairs, but like those gymnasium chairs, but they were zip tied together. I'm a small man. I have maybe a relatively broad shoulders. Um, I was shoulder to shoulder with the guys next to me. And there were people out there who were much bigger than me, you know, taller, broader football player dudes. So my aunt got to sit on her walker front and center. And after the debate, she met Mike Pence. She was very happy with that. Um, thinks he's a very polite gentleman, even if, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we might agree on chances of, of candidacy. So I got to take my aunt for the plus one, but I was, you know, doing my thing while I was documenting reality. That debate was a gong show. Now, the only redeeming quality for that debate, the only redeeming attribute of that debate, it was at the Reagan uh, Library, which is, for those of you who don't know, it's a massive uh, building, sort of like a warehouse, in which is the actual Air Force One of Ronald Reagan, the actual helicopter of Ronald Reagan, a bunch of other stuff. The museum goes, there's stairs up to Air Force One. When it's open, you can walk into the Air Force One door through Air Force One and out. It's part of the museum. It's like... I'd say it's four stories high, the building. The entire facade is, is four stories of glass. And you're looking out at the Simi Valley. We saw the sun setting as seven buffoons made idiots. <laughs> I'm, I'm being mean. I'm being mean. I still like Vivek and I still like DeSantis. Uh, <laughs> as, as, um, as a bunch of politicians gave a, a, a very, very embarrassing performance showing that none of them have risen to the, um, the opportunity of becoming president. Location was glorious and the food afterwards was delicious. There was an open bar, but like an idiot, I drove there and didn't take an Uber, so I could not partake or fully exploit of the open bar. Who watched the show? Let me just go, let me go to the chat here. One for I watched it and two for I did not watch it. One watched, two did not watch. Distorted perceptions, ew, Vivek, really? I'm going to explain why I like Vivek. I think he needs to work on a more natural delivery of his, of his substance, but I like his substance. And uh, people out there are going to say, well, he's, he's a phony. He was a... Again, I'll never know intentions, but I'll know uh, actions and words. And he's right on the substance. I think he needs to work on his delivery. I forget what the ones and the twos were. <laughs> I don't know why I do this. I forget what the order. One watched it, two didn't, whatever. Uh, so I, I like Vivek in substance. I think in delivery, uh, you know, could have some improvement, but it's very easy for someone who's not on a stage being watched by hundreds of thousands of people to say that. Although technically I am. He's a Chinese prop, says in the Belfry. Again, you might be right, but he's right on Ukraine. He's right. I think he's wrong on invading the, invading the, 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 the cartel in Mexico. I mean, what kind of what kind of idiotic thing is that to suggest? Like, let's let's stop the war in Ukraine and Russia. Stop supporting that and go to war with the cartel in Mexico. You don't need to go to war with the cartel in Mexico. Just build a bloody wall. That's what you need to do. It's not hard. 
and maybe stop funding the cartel's activities, CIA, if you're watching. Maybe that. Okay, so it seems that it seems evenly split. It was boring as hell, but it was, it was, I should say, maybe it wasn't boring. It was painful and useless. And I say that because painful and useless when conjoined, when, when in, in conjunction, uh, is the worst combination. Painful but useful, like a dent, like a root canal, is good. Uh, painless and useful is good. <laughs> uh, painless and useless is not bad. Painful and useless is the bad combination, and that is what this debate was. Let me just show you one, one clip, um, because it was so hilarious. Los Angeles. Mayhem, usually you go, look at this, it's so classic. It's so classic. And I'll, I'll say enough, just, I'm going to watch this and I'm not going to talk because I'm going to drink my sugarless, sucralose, disgusting energy drink that I'm not buying these anymore. But okay, here, let's watch this. System. It's not the fault of anybody. Some of the sides came to the bottom. Some of the sides came to the that's a zinger from Haley, Nikki Haley. She got okay. Oh, let's... Excuse me. This is why Trump probably should not come. I missed the beer. But, and that's Patrick Bet David in front of me there, uh, who um, I think he, I think he uh, enjoyed the debate. Oh my goodness. I mean, that, that's, I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not replaying that. That actually, I mean, that's, that's what happened during the, I, who do I blame for that? I will blame the format. That will pretty much invariably happen with anybody, maybe not with, you know, I'll say candidates who might be more um, polished and, and know that that doesn't look good or work for anybody. But when you have, how many were there on stage? You had Pence, you had Pence, Tim Scott, uh, Vivek, uh, DeSantis, that's four. Then you had Nikki Haley. You had Chris Christie. You had Burgum. That's seven. I feel like I'm missing one. I don't think I'm missing one. At least seven. You have seven candidates on a stage who are given one minute to answer a question, 30 seconds to respond if directly mentioned, from three moderators 
none of whom have control over the room. What the hell do you think is going to happen? It's a painful, useless, idiotic format that only makes for rubbish like that. And I say that liking some of the candidates. And I say that not liking some of the candidates who nonetheless did a, rel- did a little better this time than they did the last time. So they were, they, they, what was clear from this debate, if it wasn't uh, coordinated, it was certainly concerted. You had Tim Scott, I'm missing somebody who was going after Vivek. Three people were going after Vivek. And it wasn't so much DeSantis. It was, it was Tim Scott, certainly, Nikki Haley, about his China ties. Uh, Vivek is very defensive over that, and you need not be defensive over that. Let's just say that the, the critique is that he was operating in China while now criticizing China's uh, role over the world. The proper answer to that, if Vivek is listening, for what it's worth, take it with a grain of salt from a failed political candidate. Uh, when the rules are there and you're operating within the rules, the criticism should be about the rules themselves, not about those who operate within the framework of those rules. The idea, like someone's going to say, well, Trump only paid 25% tax rate, whatever, whatever effective tax rate he paid. Or rich people, don't, they, 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 they find loopholes. Fix the bloody loopholes. Don't expect people to pay taxes like it's charity. I'll, I, I would sooner give the money I pay in taxes to charities of my choice than to corrupt, incompetent governments of, of no choice. So don't fault someone for operating within the realms of the rules. If the rules are shit that allow for abuse, change the rules. That would be my answer to you, Nikki Haley. Did I do something wrong or illegal? No? Then fix the bloody laws. That would be my answer for Vivek. Okay. As for the rest of it, garbage in, garbage out. DeSantis had a good answer on the pro-life question. Uh, there is some dispute as to whether or not DeSantis uh, mis- mis- misled or did not accurately provide an answer to the fracking ban or whether or not fracking is indeed banned in Florida. Um, I know people were trying to fact check that in real time. Apparently he said there is no fracking ban in Florida and apparently there's a fracking ban in Florida, but it might only be for online fracking. I don't know what the actual answer to that question is. So there's that. Uh, I'm going to tell you though, and I know people hate it and I, I loathe the man. So it's not out of, um, it's not, it's not because I like him. But Chris Christie had his best night. This was not his best moment. But Chris Christie had his best night, if only because he wasn't shouting like a madman over other people. He answered his questions relatively on point within the time frame given and didn't go nuts. And he looked, he looked decent. He kind of looked like that, you know, that goofy uncle that everybody loves. Uh, not president. But he came off the best. And I say this as a man who dislikes uh, Christie on policy. He was quite clearly there as a Trump attack dog. Kept on, Trump, Trump should be here, he's disrespectful. And, and by the way, people might not like hearing that. There are obviously very good retorts to that cheap shot, but it's an easy point to score. And it will reverberate with some people who think that Trump should be on stage, the eighth person on that shit show of a stage, so he could be sitting there getting yelled at by five people at one time with three moderators who probably have as much scorn for Trump as the rest of the candidates, minus Vivek. But this was, this was the zinger of the night, people. And you know, you know damn well, Chris Christie, oh, look at that. He rehearsed this line. He rehearsed it looking in the mirror and he came away saying, damn, Chris Christie, this is going to be your JFK moment. This is going to be your Ronald Reagan moment. Not understanding? This is so stupid. <laughs> Listen to this, listen to this. Hold on.
No, I just want to make sure we're looking at the same thing. We are. Look at him. He's so happy. He's so happy with what he's about to say right now. He's got a bunch of screenwriters. He's got a bunch of s- s- script writers. <laughs> doing that? No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Doing that? No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. I got to end on his very happy face. That is his O face. Oh yeah, I just got you, Trump. His joke there was, Donald, you keep you keep uh, ducking out of these debates and avoiding these debates. It's disrespectful to the people. And if you keep doing it, we're not going to call you Donald Trump. We're going to call you Donald Duck. And I said that the only problem with that clip is it was 10 seconds too short. You could have heard a mouse fart in the gallery. That joke went so well. It was, uh, I think you heard a couple of people groan. But I, 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 is that an expression? You could have heard a mouse fart? I like it. I think I just made it up, but it might be a translation of a French expression. On aurait pu entendre un souris, une pète d'une souris. It was so bad and so dumb, and you know that he stared at himself in the mirror, rehearsed that line, waited for it, and damn it, he delivered it. And the idiots in the crowd didn't laugh. So there's that. Um, what else was there from the debate? I, I, I think that's it from the debates. Uh, there's this one here, Justin. I don't think this has to do with the debate. No, we're coming to this in a second. We're going we're gonna to end with a bit of a laugh. So the debate um, was a gong show. Uh, I, Vivek does not have a chance of winning, but he is the only candidate in that field who is speaking different talking points than the others. The, the, the part where I just said everyone on this stage, maybe with the exception of DeSantis, um, I, I would never, I, if I could vote, I never would vote for them. And as far as I'm concerned, they've lost me. The question of Ukraine. You have Mike Pence, war whore Mike Pence up there saying, if Ukraine falls to Russia, then Taiwan's going to fall to, to China. Taiwan's going to fall to China. Oh. I mean, A, that sounds like the domino fallacy that got America involved in Vietnam if we're analogizing the rhymes of history. That's what it sounds like a little bit to me. A, it sounds like a dumb uh, argument that was used to support another war, which was disastrous. B, nobody was invading Ukraine when Trump was in power, Pence. And so while the amazing thing is Pence is up there running for president, he's got to say why he's going to be so much better than the president he served under as vice president while touting the successes of that um, regime is not the right word of that presidency. So he's coming out there saying, Oh, well, if Ukraine falls to Russia, Taiwan's going to fall to, to China. A, bullshit. And B, Ukraine would have never fallen if Russia didn't invade, which it didn't until corrupt Joe Biden came into power. But they want an endless war with endless blood of Ukrainian civilians. The longer it goes on, oh my goodness. Oh, how, I mean, the, the civilian, casu- not the civilian, sorry, the, the Ukrainian casualty rate, military casualty rate is, is shocking. You know, in the West, nobody really stops to think about it. This war has been going on as long as it takes. Ship another $10 billion out there. I, if you ask people, hold on, let me go into the chat in, 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 in Rumble. How many, how many military deaths have there been? Not, casualty, well, ca- not casualties at large, deaths. How many uh, soldiers have died, do you think? I mean, the number is, is so mind-blowing. That I think the reason why the, these these war whore war pigs go for nice um, terms like as long as it takes is so they don't have to admit that two hundred thousand plus 
fighting aged uh, military people have been killed in the Ukraine? Tell us that. Tell us how many people have been slaughtered by this war that you're funding. Well, at least it's not our kids. It's very convenient fighting our proxy war with the blood of other, uh, of other nations. I, I, one uh, official source said 70,000 uh, military deaths, but I think that that's wildly underestimated. From what I understand, it's two to 300,000 dead. And, that, and, and casualties, according to Robert Barnes, who I defer to uh, more, often than, <laughs> more often than not, uh, it's like two to one casualties to deaths. Yeah. T- tell us that 200,000 fighting aged men in Ukraine have been slaughtered in this war that you've been financing. Uh, we're going to fight. Why would we negotiate with them? We're not the ones dying. So war whore, war pig, Mike Pence, out. War whore, war pig, Nikki Haley, out. Uh, who was the other one? Chris Christie? <sighs> Bergam. Damn it. I- I'm just going to make sure that I'm not forgetting anybody who was on the list. And then the only one who... Uh, you know, he sat on the fence a little bit. Chris, uh, not Chris Christie. DeSantis said, um, yeah, we need a, we need a, I forget what he said, but it sort of like lent to the idea that we should support it, but stop it and stop financing it. Oh. Uh, give me one second. Hold on. RNC debate. Debate candidates. Who were they? Okay, there, there was, no, I got them all. Bergam, Christie. Nikki Haley, DeSantis, Vivek, Tim Scott, and Mike Pence. Good, I got them all. I'm actually mildly impressed with myself. (laughs) Uh, So the, the, it it was, it was, it was, I'm going to go to the one in Miami, there's no question. And I'll go to the one in, uh, or the DeSantis versus Newsom debate up in Georgia, because that's just a a stone skip away from Florida, as we say. But it was, it was a gong show. I had a great stream during the day. I did the great walk around with, um, with um, uh, geez, Louise, Luke, Luke Rudkowski. And I just got distracted because uh, uh, I'm reading the chat and it was Finboy Slick who said, look at the link. So let me see the link. UN.org. Okay, he says, hope it's not too late. Okay, so combating glorification. Oh, what is this? Okay, so hold on a second here. Let me, let me bring this up. I don't know what this is, Finboy. I'm going to go back to your comment and see what it is. This is the link that Finboy Slick gave in the crumble rant. Single page, look at the three countries that voted no. Oh, okay, so this resolution is third committee plenary, vote name, ACIDA, combating glorification of Nazism, neo-Nazism, and other practices that contributed to fueling contemporary forms of racism, racial discrimination, xenophobia, and related intolerance. So three countries voted nay. How do I see Okay, hold on. Hold on, I'm trying to understand what's going on here. Look at the three countries that voted no, Viva. Oh, so A is absent, so I'm looking for an N. I'm just going to go to Canada. Yep, Canada voted N. Okay, who else would it be? Uh, United States? No, United States voted N. Okay, interesting. Who's the the third? Ukraine. Let me go to Ukraine. QRST Ukraine. No. All right, dude, I need to know what this is. What year is this? This is from Vote Time 2014. Finboy Slick, I don't want you to give another uh, rumble rant to explain the context of this, but what is this? Where is it from? And I'm keeping it. I'm going to look this up afterwards. Okay, that's interesting. (laughs) And I'm going to make sure that it's a legitimate document and I haven't just said something. I haven't reviewed something in real time without having vetted it, which I like to do. 
Uh, but you're, 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 you're not, I, Finboy, you've been around for a long time, so I know that you're not, uh, you're not a troll who's trying to embarrass me. <sighs> I gotta pee. <laughs> Sorry. I had a, um, oh, it doesn't matter. I went to, a, I, was, I went to the beach again today. My sister-in-law's in town. She's been here the whole week helping my wife when I was out of town. And they didn't get to the beach once. And we go to the beach today and it was raining. I don't care about the rain. The waves were, the waves in Florida were bigger than the waves I was surfing on Tuesday in California and I didn't have the surfboard. Me there without a surfboard. I found my new thing. It's my new Zen inducing thing. When you surf, it's not just a question of sitting there and thinking about nothing but a wave. When you go to bed that night, and you sort of feel yourself still bouncing and you feel like you're looking over the horizon at waves coming and going. It's, it's actually quite a relaxing feeling. Okay, um, we got a couple more stories and then we're gonna break it on over to the Rumble. We've just actually reached and breached 5,000 live in real time. Everybody, come on over to Locals for a bit of the after party. Um, I need a chamber pot under the desk, says John F. No, nah, just a diaper, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, so come on over, come on over to, Rumble, uh, to Locals. We'll have a little after party after that. We're going to end with a good one. Everybody has seen the movie Idiocracy? Go to the chat. One, yes, I have seen Idiocracy. Two, no, I have not seen Idiocracy. Finboy Slick says, thank you for doing this in real time. It was a resolution proposed by Russian Federation in front of the UN. I'm used to spending money to help you understand things. <laughs> Ooh, harsh. <laughs> One was yes, two was no. Everybody has to see Idiocracy. Oh yeah, everyone hit the thumbs up also. Don't, don't forget to do that. That's, that's always that. Always, thumbs up and we've been, we've been working the chat activity. So it's a documentary, says Faithless. Oh, was that, who said that? Faithless says it's a documentary. It's a, it's a documentary. In, in, in Idiocracy, in Idiocracy, they have, you know, the, uh, it's got electrolytes. So what was it called? Brando, Brando. It's got the stuff plants need. They're feeding Gatorade to plants in idiocracy. That, that would be crazy. We are feeding puberty blockers to children saying it's what they need to get past this. I mean, it, it, idiocracy was at least funny. Um, but we're going to put this, we're going to put this up because this is just, this is another one that we're going to watch with the audio off. Was it this one? Yeah, it was this one. We're gonna wa- we're gonna watch this one with the audio off first, and then we're gonna put the audio on. Uh, if I had more time, or if it was my genre, I would do um, you know bad lip reading, or I would just do funny dub overs. I would watch this. On because no, he- uh, 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 we want audio off. We want audio off. We're leaving it silent. I, I, what do people think uh, this looks like in government? This is like, it's like I, people have learned the wrong lessons from AOC. And some people, oh, it's impassioned. This, gy- this gesticulation, this gyration, which looks like a kid throwing a hissy fit. I think the kids, speaking of kids throwing hissy fits, I think someone's, someone's opened the door. Let's hear what she has to say. The genius words to go along with what people are rightly saying looks like TikTok level politics. 
on because he's got 91 counts pending right now. But I will tell you what the president has been guilty of. He is. Oh, sorry, un- sorry. I should have given the context. This is about the uh, impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Uh, 91, 91, 91. That's that's the talking point of all of them, of, of all of the Democrats now. 91 indictments against Donald Trump. Doesn't matter if they're all bullshit. Now you understand how this smear works. It starts off with one bullshit indictment in New York and the 36 indictments out of that indictment. Do you know what those 36 charges all stem from the same action? The alleged improper payment of a retainer to Cohen, Trump's attorneys, for the uh, hush payment to, to Stormy Daniels and monthly entries of that retainer. It's one action and the 36 charges under that indictment so that idiots like Ms. Crockett can say 91 indictments stems from the fact that that charge has, I don't, what was it, 36 charges? Because in March, he made a retainer to the lawyer. That's one charge. He entered it in the books as lawyer retainer. That's the second charge. He entered it into the ledger as a retainer. That was the third charge for March. Then you do it for April. Then you do it for May. Then you do it for whatever comes after May, June. And that's how they got to their 36 charges so that these idiots can think they are scoring a political point by saying 91 charges against Trump. But what's Joe Biden's biggest problem? What's his biggest sin? Loving his child too much. By the way, she might be right, but not for the reasons that she thinks on because he's got 91 counts pending right now but i will tell you what the president has been guilty of he has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally and that is the only evidence that they have brought forward and honestly i hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child until they find some evidence we need to get back to the people's work which means keeping this government open so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the union what is she doing with her papers I mean, it's quite clear she's not reading from anything. United States, and I will yield. Looking back, did, did I do good? Did I do good? Yeah. yeah. On, because he's okay, got. Thanks. He's guilty of loving his son too much. Some people might agree that he's guilty of loving some of his children too much. No evidence. <laughs> I mean, there's no evidence when you stick pencils in your eyeballs and refuse to look. There's no evidence. It's idiocracy. I mean, it's it's literally like the trial that they had for the uh, for the not for the lawyer, but for uh, what's his name, Luke Wilson, in 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 front of the whole. Gra- it, it, oh, I want to actually see what what everyone's saying about that. <laughs> Your daddy does. I'm not reading that. Um, what about the seventh grandchild? Okay, that, but that's that's the uh, that's that's the that's the quality of of Democrat uh, politicians, and it's the talking point. He's guilty of loving his felony gun acquiring and disposing crackhead alleged uh, sex trafficking uh son who he hooked up with burisma and other chinese corporations so that he can get paid handsomely for the 10 percent for the big guy but there's no evidence he's guilty of loving him too much that's his biggest that's his biggest sin mm-hmm. oh he's, he's loving something he's loving the relationship too much and according to the other according to ashley yep uh, and there's, by the way, there's, there's rumorings now where there was an article saying that, you know, that they were, they were contemplating uh, charging Hunter Biden with sex trafficking. And for anybody who hasn't seen my interview with Marco Polo, Garrett Ziegler, go watch it. Oh, there's no evidence that Hunter paid a hooker through his dad's bank account through the law firm. No evidence of that. There's no evidence 
Devin Archer's testimony. There's no, there's no text messages of Hunter saying, let's get burner phones so we can carry this conversation on totally legally just on burner phones. You go to, you go to CVS Pharmacy, get a, get a burner phone. No evidence of 10% for the big guy. Holy shit. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's pathological. You got to wonder, is it ignorance? Is it stupidity? Is it dishonesty? Or is it a perfect trifecta of all? Okay, now we're saving uh, the rest for the locals. Viva Barnes Law. .locals.com Loves his son so much that he allows him to use Air Force Two to commit crimes worldwide, says Ban from YouTube. Imagine, okay. <laughs> uh, Trump, our president, is speaking soon. Okay, not that girl. So what we're going to do now, first of all, thank you all for being here. She's Russian disinformation, says Arcranium. Devil Dog 5711 says it's evil. It's complete hatred for Donald J. Trump. I just don't get it. It's, I believe it's an MK Ultra type phenomenon that we've witnessed. Spawned, or uh, what's the word? Not uh, in, uh, created, exacerbated by intelligence. Um, exacerbated by intelligence-infused media. There's no question about it. I mean, the, the campaign of hatred that was waged against Trump uh, is rivaled only intensity to the campaign of fear that was waged against people during COVID. It, it's, it's, mind, it's not mind control, but it is certainly um, manipulation. Share screen. There's one last rumble rant. Thank you for defending Vivek. Like I always say, and I'll say this, I don't defend people. I defend stances and positions. If Vivek does something dumb or screws up, I'll, I'll express my opinion about it. I think his demeanor, his delivery needed some improvement during that second debate. But substance-wise, I'm not defending Vivek. I'm defending his ideas because his ideas are right, period. And he's the only one in the GOP field who's saying them. And if that's his sole utility in, in all of this, and maybe through his loyalty, I say when there's a Trump presidency, if and when, and he's rewarded with a seat in that, in that, in that administration, it will be well-deserved. I don't think he's doing it for any shill reasons, and I, grifting reasons, whatever, but I'm not in a position to know intentions. He's right on the points. He's the only one in the GOP field saying it, and these are, these are the points that need to be getting out, and but for him being there, no one would say it. And the fact that he's polling so well among those, the rest of those losers, DeSantis excluded, uh, is an indication that um, his, what he's saying is what other people believe. So that's that. And that's all I have to say about that. So what we're going to do now, we're going to end on uh, Rumble. Thank you all for being here. It's been a good one. Sunday night's going to be a good show. Monday night, uh, Dan Hartman and his lawyer, um, Omar Sheikh, 8 o'clock at night. I'll probably do a day stream because I'm not sure how long that, that stream's going to go. And uh, that is it. VivaBarnesLaw.locals.com Although, hold on, I should end with a little shameless, a little more shameless self-promotion. Although it's, go get yourselves uh, one of them mugs. You know you want it. It's, it's a piece of history. Although it can be replicated, refabricated by anyone, anytime, anywhere. But it will not be one of the originals. Wanted for president, mugshot shot glass, mugshot t-shirt, mugshot coffee mug. And then if you don't want anything overtly political partisan, vivabarneslaw.locals.com where we're heading now everyone is above average and then some of the good stuff the classics oh i'm not, I'm not wearing it today i was wearing it earlier uh politics ruins everything ah, and then some good stuff yeah all right that's it go people thank you all for being here 
Uh, it's great seeing you. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the week, the coverage of the RNC debate. I will see everyone who's not coming over to um, locals. I'll see you all Sunday. I just got an email that really distracted me in the background. Okay, I'll see you all on Locals. I'm coming there in five seconds. Everyone else who's not coming, thank you all for being here. Enjoy the rest of the week. Happy Friday. Peace. Now, just so nobody freaks out about the email. Hold on, let me, let me, go, let me go see that. Let me get this out of here. Locals, how goes the battle? Ali Michael says he looks adorable. Don't stop it. I, I, I don't feel adorable. I feel like an, I like, I like an ass. Like, hold on, let me just go. Let me, let me finish insulting myself. This, like, here, this one. Yeah. What is this? What is this? And if I go like this, oh God, oh God. It's become a crutch and a blanket. So it's good to feel naked spiritually and proverbially. Uh, but thank you. Okay, now what was it? Let me just go check that email. It wasn't a bad email, but whenever. So the email is, I'm not opening it up. Every time I get a letter, I think I'm, I think I'm in trouble. This is from the Federal Court of Appeal, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to jail. <laughs> Okay, so I just got an email from the Federal Court of Appeal. Hello, this is further to your registration request to view the following hearings scheduled for October 11th, 2023 remotely. Brian Peckford, Shaw OC Appeal. Please register at the following link. Good, because I'm going to be watching it live. Uh, that's going to be, oh, geez, that's the Peckford. Shoot, I think it's the, uh, it's the appeal of the dismissal of their suit for mootness if I'm not mistaken. Locals, how's everybody doing? Make one for us here in Canada, Viva. Oh, hold on one second, what, what, what was it? Okay, so hold on, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do the tips and then we're gonna talk. I don't know, see what else is going on. Oh, I saw Weird Al in there, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, I could see it, I could see it. Okay, Michigan Winter Days, how you doing, sir? I used to have to chase after naked mental patients at a hospital. They could leave and they could leave and they were trying. Like the thing is this also, am I winter days? It's like, you can't tell a story like that and then have people not sort of laugh in a sense and think you're making light of it. This is a man who's stark naked. Oh, I forgot the eight o'clock in the morning running down the streets. I mean, it's, it's like I was there alone. Yeah, I could have been there. I could have been there with a, you know, a seven-year-old kid or a 10-year-old girl in the car. You have to explain that. Bill Brown, $3 tip says, you're more American than most libtards. <laughs> I say, you know, it's not, it's not liberal or, or conservative and it's not American versus Canadian. It's red-pilled versus blue-pilled. I think the true American spirit is the red pill. They understood you can't trust government and you need to protect yourself from government. And somehow they went from that to the biggest federal government in the world. But yeah, thank you. You got time bandit. One dollar says, yeah, they're going to give them all SS numbers and driver's license. Oh, Social Security, not SS, sorry. Now, you know, now, now coming from Canada, when I see SS, in, in Canada, SS in elevator stands for sous-sol, which is the basement, but they change it in some places so that people don't get offended by the SS. Um, they're going to give them Social Security numbers and driver's licenses so they can vote illegally. That's why, they're, they, that's why they are disrupting, oh, dispersing them all over the effing country. They know that Biden doesn't stand a chance in a fair election. That is... Um, Owen Schroyer's theory as to why they want to keep them in Texas. Keep them in Texas, you know, build up, build up borders there, keep them in Texas, expedite their path to citizenship, and Texas goes blue. And as we now know, I coined it, once you get blued, you're totally screwed. Oh! 
but that that's a, it's not a, it's not an absurd it's not an absurd idea. Your breath smells um, bad. Mm -hmm. oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. His breath his breath smells. I think I have to maybe brush his teeth. His breath smells bad. Uh, time bandit. Then we got Steve Britton says the so the SS didn't just hate Jews. They also didn't see them as human. I too consider Justin's liberals to be subhuman. Steve Britton, the problem with that is someone's going to say, once you see someone as subhuman, then you can justify doing inhumane things to subhumans. Someone t said to me, if you say you hate them, then that means you tolerate anything can be done to them. Hell no. It's not because I hate someone that I think that, and on the contrary, I might actually go out of my way to be more fair and more forgiving with someone I hate to show them that I'm not going to let my hatred turn me into the monster, but goddamn, I'm going to feel it nonetheless. Um, but liberal, I mean, I, it's like, I, I try not to be judgmental of individual liberals and individual Democrats who vote for Biden and, and Trudeau or support. I can understand some of them supporting policy in general. Yeah, we should be, we should be generous with our nation because it's, it's such a wonderful nation. People are literally dying to get into it illegally. Let's make it, okay, make it easier. But if your argument is make it easier so that they can come and, and, and pick strawberries on farms, because as Kelly Osborne put it, who's going to clean your toilets, Mr. President, if you kick out immigrants? Well, you just adopted a modern form of slavery. And I believe that many Democrats, many liberals have unconsciously or unwittingly adopted a modern form of political slavery. Oh, yes. Well, who, nobody wants to make shoes here. Nobody wants the crappy job. So let's import unskilled labor so they can occupy the shitty jobs that Americans allegedly don't want. Here's an idea. Those shitty jobs, in as much as they're shitty, were not meant to be life careers for people or the people for whom they were intended or serve as life careers um, can have them as that. And otherwise they serve as training so that people can go on to, I don't know, what are life careers? Like the, my, my labor law professor out in uh, Université Laval, Réjean Breton, He's like, yeah, you know, people who say you can't make a living wage at Walmart, you, you were never supposed to. I mean, there are some jobs where it's not supposed to be a life career. It's supposed to be training so that you get it and you move on to other stuff. And there's always a bracket of the demographic there to fit that, fill that position. Oh, but no, you, you want, I mean, serving burgers at McDonald's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's not a degrading or humiliating job. It's not necessarily intended to be a life career. It's intended to be occupied by a demographic that learns how to work and then moves on. So you want to turn it into a life career so that be, it becomes a life career? It's not feasible and it's not sustainable. And now enjoy your fully automated McDonald's. Who's, who's, got, who's even got now a part-time job out of that? You're annoying. I'm putting you down now. So there's that. Don't get mad, get even, says um, Bill Brown. Get even politically, period. No violence ever, period. I know people don't like that, but that's the way it is. It, <laughs> the, the irony of, of using violence is it only works once you already control all the levers of power. They, you know, if you, they say if you're going to go after the king, don't miss your shots. So that's it. That's the, the irony of power. I like that. The irony of power... The irony of the use of violence is that it only works when you already have the monopoly of violence. Right, write that down. Remo someone remind me of that. Okay, Spinnaker, $1. Anyone remember back in 2017 when Trudeau dedicated a Holocaust memorial plaque that failed to mention Jews? I don't remember that. Okay, someone's at the door. Viva. 
Bill Brown says, Viva Fry, stop holding back and sugarcoating that shit. Let go and tell us how you really feel. I think that might have been ironic. Ginger Ninja says, Viva Weird Pal Yankovic Fry. Yeah, we're going to get to that picture in a second, Ginger. Uh, we got Mitt C. Dots. Mitt Jeez, I didn't do the next, uh, I'm going to do it after this, the next uh, Locals chat. Witsy Dot says, whenever someone starts a sentence with the word so, I interrupt them by asking, wheat, barley, or cone? Oh, God, and then I got, oh, how old is Weird Al Yankovic now? My goodness. I feel like, uh, what was it? What was it? It was a movie with Will Ferrell. I think it was Megamind. And he's squeezing the guy's face. He goes, the ravages of time. What has it done to you? Weird Al is old. Weird Al Yankovic today. Let me see how old he looks. I also think the COVID era aged a lot of people. Ah, okay, he looks he looks decent. Here, hold on a second. I mean, looks like a total pervert with that hair and that bare ass face. But look look at this. What a perv! I'm joking, obviously, everybody. His hair is beautiful. I would I don't want my hair to look like that, but I can appreciate beautiful hair. Okay, now he looks good. Kind of got a spiritual look going for him now. All right. Looks better than, he looks better than that picture, Ginger Ninja. All right, we got Jigam Gigam says, not as much your beard, but your mustache I do miss. Either way, Viva, you could do whatever you want with your hair and your beard. It's your eye smile that makes you such a pleasant and good-looking man. Jigam. Well, okay, that, that, that made me feel good. Thank you. T-Beck says, although I'm not cutting the hair anytime soon. I imagine there, there might be a point at, where, at which it falls out naturally or, you know, I don't know if something happens and my hair falls out, but I unfortunately like this superficial aspect of my identity more than I should, but too bad. Um, and we got T-Beck says, answers for Sean, looking for truth for... Oh, is that, is that answers for Sean? Oh, answers for Sean. Is answers for Sean in the chat? Looking for truth for my son, Sean Hartman. Rest in peace, my sweet boy. I am lost without you. Give, send, go. My heart breaks every time I hear Dan's voice. So I'll, everyone, I'll give the give, send, go to everybody here. He's, he's doing good on, I mean, it's, he's, not, he's nowhere near his, his, his uh, set goal, but he's doing good with that. Let me, um, I'll share that in a second after I just get through this. Porky Pig is calling. <laughs> Ginger Ninja says, Porky Pig is calling Trump Donald Duck. That's funny. Uh, Bill Brown. Bill Brown says, what I, what, what I want you to think about, David, is not about mind control currently, but look back and see all the times they... Absolutely, Bill Brown. There's no question. It's like, but mind control is nothing more than social conditioning, media manipulation. I've seen it now. For God's sake, anybody who doesn't see it after COVID will never see it. Ginger Ninja says, you can't go to jail by the appeal. You can't go to jail by the appeals unless you were found guilty in an original trial. And then Bill Brown says, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Mitt C. Dot says, Viva, when someone starts a sentence with so... Oh, how did I get there? Uh, when someone starts a sentence, I say, wheat corn, at which point their brains melt. Steve Britton says, the politicians, Viva, not the voters themselves. Now we got Jeanette Victoria. This is what happens when a pup is overly happy to see you. Jeanette, what did he do? Okay, so it doesn't look like you broke a nose. It looks like you just either pawed you in the face or you fell after he jumped on you. My dad tripped up on the dog's leash at night and fell flat on his face. Oh, Ginger Ninja says, Viva to Winston, you're so annoying. I'm putting you down. No, Viva, no. Where is he? He's gone now, anyhow. 
All right, now I've gotten through. I've gotten through all the tips. Thank you very much for all of those. Let's go to the chat. Uh, Gene Simmons, I do not want to look like Gene. Sim- oh God, you re- if you really looked like an ass, Viva, you'd look like Gene Simmons. That is Gene Simmons, right? That's a young Gene Simmons. He's an ass because of his politics, not because of the way he looks. What do we got here? Viva is with us at lunch. This is sur- this is surreal. I, I'm su- oh, I don't want to screen grab that. Maybe you're at a place where you, it can be identified. Looks like good food. I had a burger for breakfast today, but it was it was lunch because by the time we got it, it was lunch. But to make it breakfast, I asked for an egg on top, and then the guy forgot that he brought the he didn't bring the bacon with the burger. Then he gave me two thick slices of bacon, and oh my goodness, I'm I'm, I'm still burping up the breakfast. I did not need that much of a burger, but it was delicious. And I think it's good. I took the bun off the top, so I only had one piece of the bun, a lot of protein. All right, now I did have something in the backdrop that we were going to talk about, but let's just go through some more. Or non-tip chat, stream buffering since switching the locals for anyone else. That's from Caligulov. Okay, we got that Afghan beautiful dog there. Oh, geez. Okay, so I see uh, Jeanette. That's the, um, that's a big dog, man. Holy cows. Dog's taller than me. I'll tell you what. I just turned into a stand-up comedian. All right. Uh, I'm going to go back all the way to the bottom here. We had the burger. Yeah, the, bur- the burger is a meal that you cannot go wrong with. That looks like the roche percée right there. Finboy Slick, I hope next time you come to visit my area, I have an opportunity to shake your hand. Was almost disappointed you didn't swing by when you went whale watching repost. Well, now I identify that as the Percy, the Roche Perse, which means the Pierce Rock that's on the Gaspé Peninsula, one of the most beautiful places on earth. Uh, Finboy, are they still banning people? Are you still not allowed walking out to the uh, actual hole during low tide? I think the last time I was there, they weren't letting people do it because of crumbling. And I don't know if they've, if they've permanently prohibited. The, the, okay, for anybody who doesn't know what the Roche Percée is, Gaspé Peninsula, 18 hours from Montreal, on the South Shore. You drive all the way out, you can go back around the South Side, come all the way down the Maritimes. Um, it's a hole in a jutting peninsula that goes out into the ocean. And when the tide is low, you can walk out to it on a land that becomes exposed. And once upon a time, you could just walk all the way around. When we were kids, I was 13, I went there. If I can find the picture of me when I went there when I was 13, it'll blow everybody's mind. And I know that I can find that picture. I had orange hair and I was wearing Guatemalan overalls. Uh, But the last time I went, I'm pretty sure they were uh, restricting people who could travel there. It's beautiful. Then we got Bill Brown and his his pigs are eating a a crap load of food. Hey Viva says crazy die. Oh, crazy die. How you doing? Nice to see you again. You can mess up burgers easy. Try ice cream. Well, that's just gross. No, the only way I think you can plausibly mess up a burger is if it's too undercooked and you eat it fearing that you're going to die from E. coli. That's the way. Um, oh, yeah. So they, they said they can't handle the liability of someone being crushed by the crumbling rock. Well, that sucks. So I got to see something that most people now don't get. But you can boat under it. If I, I don't Maybe that's illegal. You can boat under it during high tide. That'd be cool. Viva, in a nutshell, how did you and Barnes find each other? Mel VS... Mel, no, I mean, I'm not going to, not to refer you to our, the original interview. I'll, I'll find the link right away. Oh, before I do that, actually, let me share the link to Dan Hartman's uh, GoFundMe. Okay, there, give, send, go, not GoFundMe. I met Barnes because I covered the, um, I was covering the Nicholas Sandman stuff and he saw a tweet of mine and then, and then reached out to me. Uh, I think we made a connection on Twitter and I said, dude, you're the, you're the, you're the Sandman lawyer. He wasn't representing Sandman. He was representing the, the cat, the Covington Catholic. 
and then he said, yeah, and then we did an interview, and then we did another one, and then, and then uh, that was it. Now I'm going to go back, I want to go back to the, I'm looking for upload date, upload date, so I'm going to filter this way, and then I want to go oldest to newest. This is going to be way too long. Yeah, that's not going to work. I need the first time I interviewed Barnes. It's going reverse chronologically from newest to oldest, and I need it to go from oldest to newest. Uh, let's go view count. That might actually do it. Hmm. Viva and Barnes. View count. Oh, because it's going with the highest view count and not the lowest view count, so that's not going to work either. I'll find it. The original, but that's how we met. And then I did an original interview with him where I asked him about his, his, his life. And that's it. And then, and then when COVID hit, we started doing the weekly things. And then it just blossomed into the best relationship in all, in all respects humanly possible. Barnes is like the, the, the fourth brother that I never had. It's be, no, Ginger Ninja. Ginger Ninja says no with Viva. It's because he did the breakdown on the Alex Jones deposition. I don't think so because I didn't, well, I remember hearing, I like your work, Mr. Barnes, in the backdrop and I never even put it together until well after our first interview. I think it was because he had saw some tweets or coverage on the Sandman case, then we reached out and then we made the connection about the, the, the I don't think it was the Jones analysis, I think it was the Covington Catholic. Ursula G, one dollar says, I'll never forget one day when someone said you were a goofball or something and Barnes just stuck up for you so badly. He was like the nicest man I've never met. I've ever met. So just shut up. Basically, it was awesome. I might be, they could both be right. I might be a goofball. <laughs> okay, now hold on. Who's, who's Barnes spanking here? Is that Justin Hartman? Hey, but I, I like it that Barnes sticks up for me, but I might, I might also be a goofball. Um, okay, now let me make sure I didn't miss any tipped ones there because I just saw that. I'll never forget that one. Okay, we got Bill Brown has the hog. Good idea with the bread. Don't want to look, don't want to look like Tubby. He eats both pieces every time. Um, and then, okay, Viva, the clean shaven is growing on me. I'm going to go outside and get some sun on this because I have to go get some sun on it. That was the whole purpose of me doing it. Viva, have I watched this yet? The antidote? No, but I'll, I have it on an open window. I'm going to watch it afterwards. And um, Viva to Winston, you're so annoying. Okay, I got that. Now there's one thing left on the on the backdrop here. I think that I wanted to that I wanted to do with you guys. Um, oh, it was. You know what? Ah, I'll save it for. Should I save it for Sunday? Now, so here, let's. Let, did I talk about this today? The Saskatchewan notwithstanding clause. Oh no, because I posted it to locals. Never mind. This wasn't it. We'll do this Sunday. Uh, let me take that out. And we're going to end with this. The anecdote. Now I'm going to read that. Everyone understands. And uh, that was in a failed city. I got that. Okay, here we go. This is what I want to end with here. This is Tim Cast. Um, asking, so this is a Tim Cast posted this during Q&A portion of the Trans Rights in America panel. I ask, what is a woman? Trans activist Charlotte Clymer responds by asking the question back to me. I say genetics and follow up with Clymer, who tells me they don't have a definition for a woman, then remove me from the event. Watch this. If anyone hasn't seen this, I'll give you the link. Um, first, thank you all so much for coming out here. Um, I wanted to ask, because there doesn't seem to be consensus on terms here, so what is a woman? And if it is just self-identifying, then is there any limiting principle to that? Can you imagine like the, the, the rage that this sparks? What is a woman? What is an egg? What is anything? Why is that even 
That's a political question. That's a political statement. What is? It's like Descartes, I think, therefore I am. This is now don't think and shut up and be. Ah, that's beautiful. Yeah. What is the I'm, I'm a journalist, so I came to ask you. Well, I believe. Uh, Zinger, wait until you see. It comes down to genetics. I genetics. It comes down to the chromosomes. So two X chromosomes, but. I don't think this is the venue. I don't think this is the venue. It's a trans rights debate. What is the venue if not this? But listen to what Charlotte Clymer says. Here's fine responding, and are you okay responding? Sure. There are cisgender women with uh, XY chromosomes. There, see, oh my God, there are cisgender women with XY chromosomes. That, that's, that's stating as fact the specific disputed question. This, 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 I mean, I, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. What is a woman? Well, there are men who are women, so that's what... All right, let me, let me start, let me premise, let me predicate my theory on the fact that there are men who are women. There's cisgender men with XX chromosomes. Chromosomally, we can't determine what a woman is. So. Chromosomally, we can't determine. There are men who are women, and there are women who are men. So, so therefore, because I've 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 predicated this conclusion off two faulty premises. Here's my conclusion. So we we chromosomally, there's no there's no definition because I just said men can be women, women can be men. Therefore, biologically, uh, it's, it's very hard to define. Biologically, it's very hard to define because I've just said that biologically men can be women and women can be men. So false premises to a faulty conclusion, but then let me say therefore and sound smart. And this is, this is what we see over and over again. And what, I, what, I, what really angers me about this question is the people asking it never seem to be able to get a straight answer themselves. He just gave you one. I just I did. You didn't, though, because you just gave an answer that was literally just a bump from his own, his own side. Okay, well, so what's your definition of a woman? It sounds like you just got Do you... Hold on, what did he just say? I, said, I think he said, honestly, don't have one? It sounds like you just got do you, do you have a definition? I don't. Sorry. I don't have a definition. Who... Thank you, you so much. One question. Okay, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. I thought you guys I don't. we could ask questions here, and everybody's welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, speakers. I just want to thank. Have a good one. Let me just look at this audience. I'm just counting masks because I've I've discovered now that masks have become a hyper predictive um, symbol of politics. One, two. I don't see that many. See one, two. I think I see three. Oh, is that? Do I see a guy who looks just like me in the crowd here? Right there. Right there. This is. Do you see the cursor? Kind of. Me with like my short fro. I actually, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, that's that's what. Um, no, I. Hey, a man is telling you he doesn't have a definition for a woman, and therefore, he's a, he can be a woman if he damn well tells you he is. And you're a you're a you're an evil bigot if you don't if you don't agree. All right, there are. I'm going to end with the most newest remaining tips because I think there's at least one more. Oh, no, there's two more. Okay. Sammy says, oh, maybe that I have to start with the top one. I love the Rittenhouse coverage with Rakeda Law. My goodness. That, 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 that revel, I mean, it, it sort of revolutionized the way um, the internet covers trials. But once upon a time, we used to have like live court TV. It was popular in the 80s. There's a cycle and things come back. Old is new. Um, so that was from Mitzi Dots. 
And it's 440. Okay, we're going to do this now. And then we got Sammy says, just got out of seeing the new Paw Patrol movie released this afternoon with my five-year-old son. Movies are not what they used to be. Plus the second card of end credits has the pride flag Easter egg. And then Sky flies across the screen at the end. And the trans flag is her tail, is her trail left behind. God, why can't we just have kids? That's, I, Sammy, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to find that footage online and I'm going to put that on blast. And the hilarious thing, I was just on the plane yesterday and there was a, a family of religious Jews, seven kids. The woman looked younger than younger. Like it was amazing. Well-behaved. Not say I'm, I'm from a family of five kids and we were little bastards is what we were. They were, they were the most beautiful, well-behaved family I, I could imagine. And I, I don't know if it's, whatever, but the kid so the kid is sitting next to me. I'm oh my movie reviews. Okay, I'll do it quick. I'm watching a movie called Inside with William Defoe. He gets it's an art thief who gets stuck in an apartment, and it's a very very boring ass movie that goes on way too long. But I understand the point. Uh, I, I wasn't watching Renfeld like I did on the way over because I think I might have turned it off. That kid was staring at my screen. The kid was watching Paw Patrol the episodes and laughing, and I was thinking, this is this is beautiful. Like a kid who's a kid who can still watch kid cartoons and find them funny, genuinely funny. Uh, and now you've just tainted my, um, my um, thing of Paw Patrol. Yeah, Paw Patrol, it's amazing. It's just, it's, it's indoctrination at the, at, the, at the most basic level. And I remember like when I was watching a, a, a cartoon with my kids and they were talking about how the climate is burning and it was a song. And I was like, what the, f- this is going to give a fucking kid nightmares. You want, to give a, you want to give a six-year-old nightmares with, with cartoons of burning forests and, and deer that are crying? This is sick. You're sick people. Oh. Um, Ursula G says, could you imagine Judge Judy being the judge in some of these trials? It would be hilarious. Absolutely. What, is it? what do you mean you don't know what a woman is? Get the hell up. Oh. All right. So the four movies I watched. Renfeld. Didn't think I was going to like it. Didn't want to like it, but I liked it. It was a ridiculously violent vampire movie where uh, Nicolas Cage is Dracula and Renfeld is his, is his slave. Um, you know, ridiculous, ridiculous torture gore, and it was hilarious. It was, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. Then I watched The Thief Collector, which was a documentary about... I hear someone screaming out there. Uh, the Thief Collector, which is a documentary about the theft of a $130 million painting from two unsus- you know. Uh, people who you'd never suspect were, were art thieves. I fell asleep because it was boring. On the way back, I watched um, You Hurt My Feelings with Julia Louis-Dreyfus about a husband and a wife who find themselves in uh, hot water after the wife overhears her husband saying he didn't like her new book. Boring, pretentious, but I didn't fall asleep. And then I watched um, Inside and I fell asleep, but it was a decent movie. Okay, so that's my movie review, Viva Movie Review. Thank you all for being here. I better go and cater to a screaming child and see what's going on out there uh everybody see you sunday uh thank you for being here thank you for everything thank you for the therapy and enjoy friday night uh see you sunday peace out everyone <laughs>